0: I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I'll I'll have a colon contest with you anytime you want.
1: And I'm Av Sedensky, and what the fuck you looking at, Jew boy?
0: (laughs) You're like a Jew squirrel. Welcome back to pretty, pretty, pretty good a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season six, episode three, the Lefty Call, which originally aired on September thirtieth, two thousand seven. Is this
1: season six, episode three or episode four? Oh, sorry, episode four. Sorry, yeah. Do we have to redo that? Yeah. All right, let's redo that. No, I think it's funnier for everyone to hear your mistake. Okay. <laughs> I have the same
0: document every week my uh my Curb episode recap document, and then I have like the different ah. the different cells that I have to fill with with the different parts. Got I it. I guess I never updated. I have a, I have
1: a template and then I, I, I copy it as a new document every week with a new episode. Mm, yeah. So you save the old ones. Mm hmm. Ah, so you have uh, re- evidence for uh, if we get it. OK, Well, I guess we have audio evidence also. If we ever get audited, I have <laughs> to prove that, <laughs> that we're really doing a podcast. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not, taking motherfucking notes.
0: I'm not getting off on a long tangent uh, early on in the episode. But um, yeah, but I was, I was watching Leon like best of Leon clips for the last hour to like pump myself up for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I realize that what I'm saying here is like not profound or new or like not a new idea, but like the fact that, that basically the role that Leon plays on the show is Leon is to Larry as Larry is to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like Larry says is basically everyone else's id and Larry says and does what everyone else wishes they could, but doesn't really have the balls to do. But then Leon takes that a step further. And so he represents that for Larry. So he'll be, he'll be the one who goes and collects the Jersey or makes the comment, you know, sort of like Kramer and Saffold, but even beyond that. But, like, so, again, that's not a new idea. I'm sure others have said that. But I, I want to sort of see how early that happens because I think when they first bring J.B. move onto the show, their intent is clearly not, all right, this is going to be, like,
1: the second to main character for, like, the second half of the series, right? Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, I can't believe that they would have necessarily anticipated that. Um, I mean, you know, Cheryl will be gone by the end of this season. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it is conceivable that they anticipated you know, that there would be some sort of like long-term change in that regard. But, you know, I don't know that they expected that or if it was just that like they saw the reception to Leon yeah. and then, you know, there's figured no they would give him more of a permanent role.
0: There's no way that like even like like Breaking Bad, you know, famously Aaron Paul was not supposed to last past season one, but they right. they really liked uh, the character and the actor. And so they, they made him, you know, such a primary character through the whole series. Like even that you can see a reason why he'd be a, like, there's no reason to think in, in like the beginning of season six. Oh, this brother who lives in LA who came to like hang out with the family while they're here, he's going to, he's going to be like the main guy. Like, there's no reason to think that I, and JB Smooth wasn't a big enough name. I think it was really just the explosive success that he has.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that certainly sounds right to me. Um, yeah. It's uh, you know, I, I've actually, I, I mentioned to you, I already uh, I've watched like all the way through the end of the season and like, you could already see like Leon is like, taking over for Cheryl slowly slowly as we get towards the end of the season and like Larry's starting to become like just like more and more unleashed yeah um like you know we you know we've we've talked about how like Cheryl is kind of just like this like limiting force on Larry since the beginning of the series much
0: much looser leash
1: (laughs) yeah it's like once Cheryl is gone it's like the training wheels are off
0: yeah (laughs) which is really I think to the benefit of the show I agree I agree yeah all right so let's jump in so this is the second Leon episode of the season here the
1: lefty call Okay, let's jump in. So we're with Larry, and he is at work, and he's heading over to the bathroom, but before he gets there, he's stopped by Chacha, uh, Richard Lewis's newest girlfriend, and uh, luckily her seat in the office seems to be positioned just outside the men's bathroom. And, you know, she's very grateful to Larry. Uh, After all, he helped her get this new job. And, you know, they make some other small talk that Larry seems pretty disinterested in as he heads on into the bathroom. Um, Yeah, Now I have a lot of issues with like all the storylines in this episode. Yeah, they're all bad.
0: Yeah. And and like like right off the bat, like Larry David, let's take a step back. George Costanza is very concerned with bathrooms, bathrooms, office bathrooms, critically important to him. Right.
1: Yeah, that's why he'll invent the eye toilet.
0: Yeah. And so one would assume that Larry David, uh, you know, the inspiration for the George Costanza character, also bathrooms are very important to him. And we know that they are. In fact, he won't even go to the bathroom in the office. He comes home like or excuse me. But like Larry David with his half a billion dollars can't afford an office with his own bathroom. That's insane. Where is he working? It looks like he's working on like some like big floor of of a big corporation or something. Like why is Chacha? None of this makes any
1: sense. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I'm not going to push back. It doesn't, yeah, it yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, I like to, I like to disagree with you, but yeah. it's hard to hear.
0: I mean, the whole thing, and then like you know, ChaCha says to Larry, "Oh, you know, we could carpool together." Larry ain't come to the office nine to five every single day. Larry like essentially uses his office as a place to hang out, right? Some of the day because he needs somewhere else to go Wouldn't do nothing, right. more or less. Although
1: he'll uh he'll lament uh being so dismissive because later it's uh it's a carpool that he's kind of hoping for. Yes. <laughs>
0: um. So like the whole, it, you know, it's. I think they're really desperately trying to fit this into a storyline,
1: and it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this this episode is just like, I think, very formulaic in the way that it like has like these like four storylines. It's like A, A, B, B. And like everything has to like perfectly, you know, like line up. But it's like it's not organic. Like yeah. the, the, the storylines don't actually really make much sense, even independently and especially not uh, when they cross over. Uh, but, yeah, well, uh, I, you know, I, we'll explore that as we go. Yeah. Um, you know, Larry, uh, he emerges from the bathroom and she's like, that was quick. And he's like, you know, it's kind of enough with the whole bathroom stuff. You don't need to comment every single time that I go to the bathroom and, you know, I leave the bathroom and you tell me how many times I went to the bathroom, you know, and, you know, was talking to me. And, you know, she's uh, she's like, she's like, oh, OK. Uh, But like and then she jumps back into like some more uh, inane small talk and Larry's just like not having it. He starts walking away, completely blows her off. Um, So uh, before we head down to lunch, uh, Larry stops, uh, Jeff stops by to chat with Larry and Larry's uh, saying, you know, this cha-cha. She's like my bathroom monitor. And Jeff's like, so, you know, just go at home. And he's like, I can't go at home because, like, Cheryl has this, like, horrible toilet paper there that's, like, good for the environment, but very bad for the person that's using it. And, you know, it's kind of like what you would find either um, in in the Port Authority or maybe even on a whaling vessel. I don't know how Larry knows what the uh, TP situation is on a whaling vessel, but, you know, I guess we'll leave that for the spinoff show uh, Larry David as a... uh, sailing the seas as on a whaling vessel. <laughs> I don't think he would be a very good sailor. Uh, he's just like, I can't, but I can't do it. You know, I can't go here and I can't go there. There's nowhere I can go. Uh, it's a very, it's a very bad situation. You can't go here and you can't go there.
0: Yeah. And by the way, and also previous offices in previous seasons that we've seen, he did have his own bathroom. He's gone into the bathroom to change and stuff. So it doesn't really make sense why he's downgraded himself here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You got to figure out a better situation than this. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at lunch and, you know, everyone's there. It's, a, you know, it's, look, it's looking like a really nice time. We got Cheryl. We got Jeff. We got Susie. We got these uh, these, these new people, Bert and Barbara, have joined the party oh, and everyone's having a very nice lunch. Yeah. Um, And Bert for, you know, for they his, all, they all his came chair. down to meet near Larry's office, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a they heard there's a really good waiter at this yeah. restaurant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so Bert's like, Larry, I just want to thank you so much You recommended cha And she's turning out great Like, thanks so much for, you know, hooking that up And Larry's like, yeah, you know, I kind of really regret uh, Making that recommendation as uh, as things might be um, You know, and honestly, like, if you want to fire her You know, go ahead, I don't care And he's like, what do you mean fire her? Why would we do that? And she's like, well, you know, I happen to, you know I pass by her all the time And, you know, she's never doing work She's always, like, on her phone, on her computer She's always using obscenities Fuck this, cut that <laughs> um yeah yeah just get rid of her but but Bert's taking the whole thing as if Larry's doing a bit um yeah well Larry's like kind of playing it as a bit it's kind of like kidding on the square where he's like saying it in like a jokey manner but he's like oh but like if Bert you know kind of gets the uh gets what I'm saying here you know it wouldn't be the worst thing
0: oh so to me I thought it was even more explicit which is why it sort of annoyed me because I thought it was sort of very sitcom-y
1: yeah well so no it's right i don't i don't think this is a complete misunderstanding i think larry is purposely saying it in a joking tone because like he can't just like tell bert fire her because then like richard lewis will kill him yeah which he'll do anyway yeah of course yeah he's gonna blame him either way yeah um so cheryl's like oh yeah let's talk about something else um you know barbara i'm so impressed that you were able to come to lunch considering that you have nine children that's really crazy And everyone's like, wow, wow, nine children, which, wow, nine children. No, that is Um, not Yeah. I'm sure Um, she has a
0: lot of, uh, uh, you know, support.
1: Am I crazy or is that a lot of kids? Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um,
0: Larry's. We we were at this event once for for somebody who uh, we know who is very financially successful. Uh, Congratulations. And uh, does not have a job, although has like a part-time volunteer position and has a couple of kids but has a, a nanny for each of the kids and we're at this party and like every single speech was just uh extolling this person for how incredible they were um the fact that they could h- handle all this at once and i it was just like the lack of self-awareness in the room was like incredible to me
1: but nine kids is a lot of kids even uh, if you have a lot of help yeah nine kids is a lot yeah um this is a person i know uh, I don't, you might,
0: uh, there's a 50% chance you do, but if you don't, you know, people like them. So
1: probably, Oh, I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Larry, Larry's the lone dissenter here. Uh, he thinks having nine children is uh, kind of egotistical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's like, you know, you're having nine more of yourself. Like, well, yeah. you know, we don't need so much of myself.
0: Yeah. What, what's your take on, on that? Like uh, is on the concept of is having children a, a, a selfless thing to do or a selfish thing to do?
1: Um, I think it is well. You know, it's a little bit of both. I there's yeah. definitely selfish aspects of it. Um, but there's definitely selfless aspects of it because there are definitely parts of it that are not selfish. Let's yeah. uh, let's say that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh, we have a friend in common, or an acquaintance in common, or whatever in common, um, <laughs> who explicitly like said, um, that like he that he views the only point of having children as like an extension of yourself
0: wait he, who <laughs> right, tell I'm,
1: not gonna, I'm not gonna say um but yeah it was like a good really? manifestation of this person's uh lacking of self-awareness about their own extreme narcissism <laughs> like not 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 even like as a joke not as a joke like they legitimately meant like i, I can't remember the exact thing but like that was like the the upshot of it. it was like that their perspective on children is that the reason that people have kids is because like they want to like create these manifestations of themselves to exist in the universe does this
0: person's first name start with a k
1: no oh okay all right all right anyways (laughs) it's an interesting
0: perspective on life
1: um yeah he's uh uh, yeah he deleted your blog he deleted your blog once
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's not surprising either yeah um the old version um but um, I mean, but it's actually funny how Trump. Uh, we're talking about Trump again. How he was like, you know, you know, like the famous thing that he said about when Ivanka wanted to name their son Trump Jr.
1: Yeah, what if he's a loser?
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is such a which is such a strange immediate reaction to have.
1: Um. Yeah. No. It it really displays the uh, very dark, deep insecurities <laughs> that this person has.
0: Yeah. I mean. I think it's a. I think it's a little weird, and obviously, in, in some cultures, it's like a. It's like a. It's a, It's an honor, and you're supposed to do it. And I have no issue with that. But to me personally, because it's not in my community, I think it's sort of weird to name somebody your exact identical name.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's obviously just like a cultural thing. If we if yeah. we did it, we would be used but, to uh, it. But
0: but I almost think if you are very successful, like you know, I think Trump, had, like if you're Michael Jordan, you should not name your son Michael Jordan Jr.
1: Because
0: that. Yeah. I mean, a those are anyway. Yeah, those are big shoes to fill. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's basically done that, though, and apparently said it's going to be the NBA. In
1: yeah, years, it's, it seems so. to be working. OK, yeah, it could also be a big motivator, I guess. Sure. Um, I always thought it was interesting. I never I never like researched it or even asked anyone really who might know uh, why it is that like this doesn't really happen with women and, you know, and young girls like you don't really see it nearly as much. If I think at all. Women
0: are less egotistical than men, <laughs> honestly. And, I guess and also, you would... society isn't like in this patriarchy society. Well, the man's name has to carry on from generation to generation. We don't give a shit about the woman's name. I mean, I think that's
1: part of it. Yeah, also. I suppose. Yeah. You just think you would see it. Like, I feel like you don't see it at all.
0: Even, you think about the fact that like how many last names, common last names are essentially also a man's first name. I mean, mine being a perfect example. And there's right. virtually no last names that are a woman's first name. Um, I mean, like, I'll take the your word
1: about, for it. I, I haven't. Mean, yeah.
0: If you think about it, I mean, you can come up with a couple. But yeah, but, the, you know, the overwhelming, you know, there, there's a lot of Johnsons. There's not very many Marysons or whatever. Yeah. Um, Right. And uh, yeah, and you know, so the whole naming culture—if you think about it—is so, so it's um, yeah. So n- name yeah. your name, name your next daughter uh, your your wife's exact name.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Some people have gotten wrong if that's uh, what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So let's get back to a uh, Brett Bert, whatever his name is. Uh, Bert, his dad, his his dad name is Bert, partner,
1: apparently. Yeah. Yeah, he just uh, decides to like throw in. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my dad just opened a retro barber shop. Yeah, uh, and Larry and Jeff are like, "Oh, that's super cool. Uh, we totally want to try that out yeah. one time."
0: Now, is this guy is this guy like a legit barber, and this Bert like you know he sort of built himself from nowhere and became this you know wealthy executive on his own, or is it like his whole family's wealthy and his dad's retired and like don't I- a lark is going to like open up a retro barber shop?
1: Maybe his dad um, like, had, like, a, a chain of uh, barbershops that so went public. So he built public. a
0: barbershop business, I see. Oh, yeah.
1: Public. So he's like, yeah.
0: um, what's the name of the guy? Vidal Sassoon or whatever.
1: Yeah, I would guess you know his father was probably like an immigrant and he came here in like you know twenties, thirties, or forties, mm-hmm. like many people did, and was a barber and lived a modest life. Yeah. And then oh, Bert
0: it's like sixties or maybe seventies in two thousand. All right, so maybe 70. he came in the forties, the fifties, yeah. whatever. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. You know, He yeah, yeah. he came uh, you know in the, before uh, the world changed, and you know Bert grew up in like Los Angeles or New York or wherever, and you know got to uh, live the good life and is ah. uh, is a wealthy man. That's what yeah. I, that's my guess. His heroic father. Yeah. Built himself up, yeah. For nothing. now, yeah.
0: The, the waiter who shows up here, this Davide. So, he, he I know him as soon as what do you like? As soon as I see his face, I always think of something else. Is there something else that you think of for him, or
1: um, I didn't think of it. No, so for
0: me, he's the barber who uses the tomato sauce on
1: Elaine's hair in Seinfeld, okay?
0: Right? And if that doesn't work, right. tomato sauce, Taylor tomato Negron, sauce.
1: Taylor Negron, yeah. He passed away, I saw,
0: yeah. But it, it, it is very funny that he walks into the scene at this table with Larry and, and Cheryl and everyone else at the exact moment that they're discussing hairdressers, actually. And I was wondering oh, really? if... That, it, yeah, they're, they're busy discussing Bert's dad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then and, and then Davide walks up. And I was wondering, is that like an intentional nod to Seinfeld or, or no? Coincidence.
1: I, I wouldn't think so, no. I would say coincidence. Okay. I
0: don't know.
1: Let's see. Do I recognize him from anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, I looked at his uh,
0: IMDb. It, it was... It was less substantial than I thought because he's so iconic to me in Seinfeld.
1: Maybe just because mm-hmm. I've watched every episode of Seinfeld a thousand times. So, uh, yeah, that helps. Hmm. Um, yeah, so he's like, "Hey, how's everything? Everyone's great. Everything is great." And Susie's like, "Oh, you know, what? could we, uh, can we wrap up the food? I want to give it to the dog." Yeah. And, and uh, the waiter's like, "Oh, well, excuse me, miss. No, 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 no. I cannot do that. Uh, we have a policy against wrap." Uh, food up that will be given to an animal. Uh, we don't give doggy bags for dogs. Uh, Larry <laughs> thinks that's a little strange given that it's literally called a doggy bag. Yeah. Now, nobody really calls um, it a doggy bag, I don't think, but yeah, I know you could yeah, call you it wouldn't. that,
0: but I've never yeah, had a restaurant. You said, can I have a doggy bag, please?
1: It yeah, you wouldn't insulting. call it that at a restaurant usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, we're, we don't allow food that is prepared for people <laughs> to be fed to dogs. Yeah. Uh, perhaps you can buy some kibble instead. Uh, so she's like, uh-huh. okay, fine, fine, fine. You know what? Fine. You know, I'm going to take it home. It's for me. And he's like, I'm sorry. You already said dog. Yeah. You already said spite. too late.
0: And Larry here stepping up heroically for Susie.
1: Yeah. Larry, uh, Larry takes charge. He's like, okay, you know what? Wrap it up for me. I'll take, it. you know what? I'll have it for lunch tomorrow. Now that I think of it. Good. Yeah. I and... recorded
0: another podcast yesterday, which hasn't come out yet, where they made fun of me for the fact that I would eat someone else's steak. But Larry alleges in front of this whole table and to the dominate that that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to eat Susie's steak.
1: Yeah, but he's lying. Yeah, I know, but he's he's saying that he's not lying. <laughs> oh, okay, but you were saying that you were that you that you would do, uh, it.
0: Dominate. Well, no, I would not take. Well, who is it?
1: It's, I, Su- I, it's Susie,
0: and I'm Larry. Yeah, Larry wouldn't eat somebody else's steak. No, I know Larry wouldn't. But if I'm Larry, I think I would. I know Susie. I, you know, no one else ate it. No, it's not like it was like you know being passed around. You know, like a prison cell.
1: It's yeah, the truth person. is with
0: steak. Like, even like cut worst off, case,
1: you you could just cut off like the top yeah. little sliver. Uh, yeah, I cut I cut off
0: else, I cut off the edge.
1: Yeah, yeah, every, and everything else is clean. That's fair. You throw it in the oven for another sixty seconds. Yeah, fine. It's a good piece. Of yeah, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, you're right. I would eat that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So um. <laughs> I converted um, another one. Nice. <laughs> uh, so Larry's like, <laughs> he's like, but no, no, sad. I'm gonna eat it. I promise. David is like not sure, and he says, we shall see. Yeah, which is a very ominous thing to say. <laughs> and he he does end up drugging the food, right? Uh, Larry, no, Larry does not eat the food. No, Davide ends up drugging the food. I mean, I guess he. <laughs> he I mean, I guess we're supposed to think that. And, and then what,
0: what? What was he going to do if Larry did eat the food? Yeah, say, I don't oh know. Oh my what god, his, I'm know. so
1: sorry that I drugged you because I thought
0: what you weren't going to eat it. Not only did you eat it, but that I drugged you on top of that. Like I owe you two apologies. i am going to prison. Like I'm certainly is fired. there.
1: Is there like an equivalent of dog whistle for poison? <laughs> like it's, uh, it's yeah, a, it's a. uh, really affect the dog. Yeah, the it, yeah, right. It makes uh, it makes a dog need to shit, but it makes a yeah. person nothing. This is what we need a veterinarian for. Yeah, one of my, one one my wife's vet- best friends
0: is a veterinarian. And I should. uh, She's although <laughs> Jen said to me, Jen's Jen's like you know people usually become veterinarians because they really <laughs> love animals, right?
1: Or because they didn't get into medical school.
0: No. <laughs> Okay, but no, but like this person always wanted to be a veterinarian. She said when she was a little girl. But her job is, as Jen puts it, she's basically a warden for animal prison because she works in a lab where they test things on animals. And she's the veterinarian to make sure like, that they test it only up to the level that the animals
1: don't die, basically. <laughs> It's a very important job. Yeah. Oh, it is that, because if, if the animals die, then you can't do a yeah. test on them next
0: week. <laughs> exactly. But it's not exactly like a job for one who loves animals. It's a very strange, uh, like, who goes to veterinary school and says, "I'm going to commit myself to being, uh, you know, <laughs> keeping those those animals alive so we can test makeup on them or whatever the hell they're doing."
1: Um. Yeah. So we, we should. I want to be a. Uh, I want to work at a do- in a in in a dog prison. Yeah, like yeah, we well, should have. That's a big, uh, big <laughs> did, bad job by you not getting her on the podcast for this week.
0: When uh, when Doctor Mangula went to medical school, they said, "Uh, oh, what kind of doctor do you want to be?" He's like, "Well, I want to do grotesque uh, tests on uh, human slave labor."
1: Oh well, uh, fortunately, we have just. Well, a he I mean, he didn't go to evil medical school to not be the doctor at a concentration camp. Yes, exactly. Camps. Of course. Yeah.
0: I did. Did I send you? Oh no, I sent. Uh, I sent Abi. I sent Aba Doctor Evil. Uh, gift today because he accidentally messaged me and he was meaning to talk to you know someone else. He said, "How much do you think we should pay for it?" And so I responded with the one million dollars,
1: mm. mm. one hundred billion dollars. Yeah, no, I just
0: said the one million because I don't know what AB was talking about, but I, I'm sure it was yeah. not more than a million dollars. So whatever it was, yeah. $1 million uh, a million dollars ever- is definitely
1: a million dollars <laughs> is usually good enough for most things. It gets yeah. the job done most of the time. Yeah, just not you know world domination. But yeah, that's like when people were like saying that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr you know, oh, why did he take the deal? He could probably, he could have made more if, you know, he waited. I was like, you know, general rule of thumb in life. Somebody offers you $340 million, yeah. you say yes, and then you like, you'll figure it out from there.
0: Yeah, although, I mean, like, you know, actually, I was going to say an example where you're wrong, but I think it's an example where you're right. Mark Zuckerberg, if he would have taken the money there, okay, he would have been much less powerful and, and wealthy than he is, but he would be more than powerful and wealthy enough, and he wouldn't have, like, like the conscience on him, and also most of the world hating him for, like, what he unleashed on the planet, you know?
1: Yeah. And he would like be living in this alternative reality where maybe, you know, Facebook isn't what Facebook is. And he's like, he's not missing out on some huge place. He's just like, oh, I'm I'm a really smart guy who sold his company for, I don't know, what was it? Ten million dollars. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If anyone wants to buy this podcast, we will sell it for one million dollars.
1: Yeah. One million dollars. I would give that deal uh, five pretties (laughs) out of five if we got a million (laughs) dollars.
0: What's the lowest? A hundred bucks? Can you take a hundred bucks? <laughs>
1: I would take a hundred bucks. No, but it comes with a It comes In terms of this, oh, so we can't. What, what are we not allowed to do? You can't talk about curb anymore. You can't talk about curb anymore. Yeah. Even uh, yeah. Uh, recorded or at all? I guess you can do it in the privacy of your own home. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a hundred bucks. Yeah.
0: Can't do it in a WhatsApp chat. Maybe you can do oh, it on okay. Signal though, because Signal isn't tracked.
1: Signal's encrypted; they'll never know. Yeah. So take it to Signal. Okay. All right. You,
0: you do it on WhatsApp. Mark Zuckerberg knows about it.
1: Yeah, we can't have that. Yeah, he'll tell everyone. <laughs> um, so we're, we're uh, back at lunch. We're back at lunch, and Larry, so Larry heads to the bathroom, and of course, CC is not only at the same uh, at the same restaurant as them. Although I guess it's in the building, so it's not that crazy. Yeah. Uh, but she's in her usual spot, uh, yeah. sitting at the table just adjacent uh, the men's bathroom.
0: It is very sad, and- by the way. I feel like to see Chacha sitting at lunch by all by herself.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you go decide to go down for lunch, I, yeah. I go for I've gone for lunch by myself. Oh, like it's oh
0: for sure. But not when like all your 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 boyfriends friends and their spouses are all at a table like right next door having a grand old party with that. Right. You. That's true. Yeah. Also, I by it would the way, nice if, if you're Tia them. Carrera, like when you come down to the restaurant, they're not like, let me put you in the table all the way back by the bathroom. Like you're sitting right in front of the window. You know?
1: Yeah. She's not putting they're not putting her in the ugly section. Yeah. We'll learn about that later on. Curb. Yeah, um, yeah. so of course she, uh, you know, she starts peppering him with questions. I've, I've sat man. at the
0: table by the toilet when I'm by myself for lunch. I don't see any tea occurs. Around. <laughs> although the restaurants I go to also.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're also probably just like sitting on your phone the whole time listening to podcasts. Oh, so, like, you there might be one. And and I missed yeah, this. you have no clue what's going on.
0: I will say like in the modern era, although, you know, most of the time that we were like working and would be in the situation was already in this era. But like I remember like when I was like a college intern or whatever, I never would have gone to lunch by myself because I'd be so bored. Like, what would I
1: do? There? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like life is totally different when I have a whole computer and like an
0: endless audio, you know, video information device with you at all times. So,
1: yeah, it's like when you hit traffic, it's like, awesome. More podcast time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have noticed that sometimes I look at the, uh, I look at the map. I'm like, wait, there's more red there. I'm like, but what's the harm? I'm like having peace and quiet for
1: six minutes. Yeah, whatever. It's yeah. just like, yeah, you see so you just sit. Yeah. When you have yeah, a baby, oh, oh it's a oh, it's a long line at the doctor's office. Okay, whatever. Yeah.
0: So the way that like television is like a cheat code for parents, so driving is a cheat code for babies. Because when you have a baby and like you every minute you have to be occupying this baby, and it just like needs constant attention. And then oh, if you put it in the car, the baby's totally fine just driving around.
1: Yeah, no, I same. always say what. Since like, since we've had kids, my wife and I have gone on vacation, like by ourselves, like two or three times. Mm. And I always say like the the part that I look forward to the most of the vacation is the flight. Because it's like, for sure, a flight where you could just sit in a chair and read a magazine or watch a movie or do nothing.
0: Flying for like flying for work, like when I fly solo now. It's such a luxury. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You're just like not responsible for anything. Yeah. You could just like you could sleep. You could eat a sandwich. Like yeah. like, like anything, goes. whatever the hell you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. It's such a foreign concept once you have once you're flying with kids. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, we see. Uh, we head over to the parking lot. and We see a very uh, nifty handoff from Larry to Jeff of the doggy bag. Yeah. <laughs> just so that we, the viewer, know, the you know, it's like it's yeah. kind of like. Uh, i'm uh, on on lost they had a guy who's like in charge of like knowing where the gun was at all times like okay. it's like a gun guy so like yeah. here we have to have like the doggy bag guy he like he's there's one guy on the writing staff who's like okay we know where the doggy bag is it's with jeff now um so yeah so we're uh we're back up at larry's office lunch is over and richard comes by and he's like hey i was thinking we should do a double date you and me cheryl and Chacha. let's go see a movie and Larry hesitates at first. Uh, he's like, mm, "I don't know. I have to check with Cheryl." And like Richard's like, "What's the problem? Why can't we just do this?" And he eventually, you know, he confesses to ChaCha that you know this whole ChaCha thing. Sorry, he confesses to Richard. Uh, you know, this whole ChaCha thing is really not working out for me. Uh, she's way too chatty. You know, whenever I go to the bathroom, it's a whole thing. And Richard, he's like, you know, now that you mentioned it, she mentioned to me that you go to the bathroom about 10 to 14 times a day. Insane. And she's a little bit concerned. Yeah. And like Larry just loses it. He's like, yeah. you know, I, you know, Chacha's interest that she has in my bathroom habits. It's very intrusive. It's obsessive on her part. Uh, Richard's like, no, she's just concerned for you. She's concerned for your health, frankly. I'm yeah. pretty Richard, concerned Richard for Richard would as never well. take this
0: position. It makes, like, <laughs> the depth Richard commits to the bathroom conversation is amazing. And I think it's because he's, like, thinks he's in love with Chacha, like he does with every girl. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very funny. But that would never happen. Like, Richard would be on Larry's side. Like, if the roles were reversed, yeah. 100%. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: if somebody, like, spoke to him one time while he was, like, en yeah. route to the bathroom. Yeah, would...
0: try that in real life, by the way. If, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you happen
1: to see Richard Lewis walking around post-COVID.
0: Go up to him in the bathroom and I ask him how, how many times he's pissed that day. Yeah. Oh, it was
1: just – I think you've peed a lot today. You went One time you were there for 20 minutes. What you were doing?
0: Yeah. All right. So I was going to tell this uh, story, like, at uh, the next scene, but I guess I'll just tell it now. So um, – Let's do it. All right. So in the next scene when Larry goes to the bathroom upstairs, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, one Friday night uh, when I was in uh, college, the summer – the year that we lived across the hall from each other. Okay? So one, one Friday night I spent uh, overnight uh, in the dorm that weekend. And I was up for whatever reason, and I felt like I was urinating like every hour on the hour, like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I was up all night reading because I had slept all day or whatever, like uh, like a typical college idiot, right? And every single time I went to the bathroom at 2 o'clock in the morning, at 3 o'clock in the morning, at 4 o'clock in the morning, I ran into the same guy. And Uh it was like really unnerving to me because I was like, if I see him 100% of the times that I'm going – it can't be that we're on like an identical schedule. So he's going even more than I am because I'm not hitting all of his. I just, he happens to be there so many times that every time I go there, he's already there. He probably
1: thinks the same thing about you. And he
0: thought the same thing about me. So I realized not only, I've seen him in the bathroom five times tonight, but he thinks I've gone to the bathroom 25 times tonight. Or he thinks I'm trying to meet up with him. So the next time I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to go one floor down. So I shuffle down one floor and more. I go to the bathroom and I see the same guy. (laughs) And I didn't say, like, he was not a person I wanted to, like, associate with. So I didn't, like, say, it. there was no acknowledgement. But, like, how absurd is that when we see each other at the same time on a different floor?
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's always that, there's always, you always have that guy in your office who does the, are you following me joke? Yeah. But this was Don't a guy who, like,
0: guy. you know, like, there were certain people in YU who, like, you're not even going to, like, have, like, a, a two word joke conversation with. They're just, like, a little bit weird,
1: you know? Yeah, we called uh, we called them aliens. I believe was the word. <laughs>
0: and but he may have thought the same thing about me again. So he's like, this guy's waking up on all floors. He's following me to the bathroom. Yeah, I, I brought the. Uh, I I got in touch with the underwear guy a couple weeks ago. I should try and get in touch with this guy. <laughs> I have no information to go on.
1: Yeah, track him down. Yeah. maybe he's been he's been telling everyone that. Oh, that Chester guy goes <laughs> to the bathroom twenty five <laughs> times a night.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I need to. Um, what should I do? I guess I should like go into like YU alumni groups and say, did you live on what was it? The seventh floor of Morgan 2002. Was it seventh floor, sixth floor?
1: Uh, we were on seven. Yeah,
0: we were on seven. And when I went down to six. Yeah. So did you live on the seventh floor of Morgan 2002, 2003? By the way, there's only what is it like 30 rooms on the floor? Sixty people max
1: fewer than that. Yeah. This, no, this, is, a, a small, this is a discoverable piece of information. Yeah. You I, could I also, have a friend uh, on
0: the inside with why you who has like the records of dorms.
1: You can uh, you can try um, Craigslist uh, missed connections as well.
0: <laughs> uh, we we sh- we locked eyes in the morgue bathroom three consecutive times on the seventh floor, and then a the fourth time on the sixth floor.
1: <laughs> or you could uh, you could write a song about him, and maybe it'll become a, oh, a hit pop song. That, although he's definitely not the kind of guy who's listening to pop music. You don't know what he is now. Uh, yes, I do.
0: But I will say this. I feel like even if you're a person like – like, so you said last week like you don't listen to rap at all really, right?
1: Uh, very rarely, yeah. Okay,
0: but you will acknowledge with 100% certainty that if there was a very popular rap song about you, you would 100% listen to it,
1: obviously. Yeah, if it's about me, I'll listen to anything yeah. That's about me. Of course.
0: So like – yeah, so if I, if I wrote a pop song that like got charted for this guy, even if this guy is never listening to like m- music on the radio at all. Or even music in the English language to hint of like you know what planet he's living on. Um, I feel like he would still listen to it. All right, like our yeah, friend, our, gonna... our friend Michael, who uh, was uh, in a song by Beyonce, correct? Yes. yes. <laughs> um... I insisted that to my wife earnestly from like the first day that I met her. I'm like, no, that, that song he quotes a friend of mine. His dad had connections. It's like the, the like, and I like I just did. I like I never gave up on the bit.
1: Yeah, I mean I it's she, yeah, so, yeah, very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> to do all 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 songs by uh, by bands are really about people that went to MTA. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. We have at least two
1: examples. Yes. And they're both and they're both made up.
0: Yeah, But but the Beastie Boys one, like when I tell people the story, I tell people this is a made up story. Like, I think that's part of like the funniness that we all know it's not true. And yet we say it anyways. I'm like the following is a lie. Now I'm going to spread it.
1: Yeah, although I feel like when we were in high school, I don't know that I thought it was true, but it's like I definitely didn't think it was clearly made up. Like, I mean, well, part of that was being a kid. No, and well, part just, of that, it was just like yeah. it was impossible to verify things. Well, but there. Frager, do you know Frager? You know Frager. Yeah. So that was already when you we were in college and he asked them and they said no,
0: that, you know, was, that was that was I, that was when he was in 12th grade. and We were in 11th grade. OK, fine. Thank That's my memory. But yeah, memory could be wrong um but by the way that story can be made up by him because he oh, yes exactly also, yeah. he's also a humong- yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: he's also a humongous liar yeah.
0: <laughs> um although it happens to be that even if that story is made up the gist of the
1: story is true which is that
0: it has absolutely nothing to do with the uh, mta whatsoever
1: oh yeah of course right no it's definitely yeah. made up yeah and are uh, we have we had a rabbi who told would tell us stories about these kids being in his class. And like, he was just like clearly lying through his teeth.
0: But again, but, but was he, was he doing a bit or was he not doing a bit? Or I guess his whole life was a bit at a certain point. Yeah. Also, also whatever
1: memory is weird though. Like you hear a story enough times you incorporate it. Sure. Like like, it's 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 possible. If you believe it to an extent, I mean, I don't know that he was like actively lying when he told the story, you know, I just buy Well, also if
0: he's been saying it for 30 years. Yeah. So yeah, the person's
1: extreme, extremely senile, unbalanced yeah. person. <laughs> so I mean, you know, yeah. there's a, there's a whole those whole all sorts of different explanations yeah. that could be given.
0: Yeah, we could you know what, what is funny about that class in particular? My memory of that class is exclusively the hilarious and crazy and like dangerous things that occurred and things that would never occur in 2021. But like so, my memories of that class are universally positive, not like not in the sense that they were just so funny or weird or like the group yeah, 90% of the
1: time you were bored.
0: Yeah. 99.9% was misery. And like, I just wanted to be dead. Cause I like, I was so bored to death and yet you don't remember that part. It's actually, it's pleasant. Cause it'd be unpleasant to think of it the
1: other way. Yeah. I mean that they, they say that um, like the army is like that, that yeah, like you pleasant. have like these memories of like flashes of like action, but it's like 99.9% of the time is like, you're bored out of your mind. Cause you're just like sitting on some base <laughs> and nothing is happening for, for weeks. You just like sit and nothing yeah. happens and you just, That's um, so true. it's kind of, you're right, you're right. It's kind of like we were in the army.
0: Yeah, exactly. We, uh, sacrificed. That was my nom. Uh, I got no
1: STDs either, by the way, in high school. Um, yeah. So That's if you true. want to, um, everyone is, you know, listeners are encouraged next week to uh, email it and thank us for our service. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: I remember that once he, uh, just in terms of like the level of like nothing, like literally nothingness, we would, we would be in the same class with the same teacher whether well, there was like a break for recess and lunch, but from eight thirty AM to 1 PM every day. Right.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: And he said to me once at the end of the day, at one p.m. after lunch, after the last thing, he he came up to my desk and he said, "Chestum," he said, "Tell me one thing that I said today." And I had been in a classroom with that guy for four <laughs> hours, and I looked at him, and I literally could not. And like, I, and now as an adult, I feel bad. Like that's incredibly disrespectful,
1: honestly. And like, I do. Yeah. It, but... but like, uh, you know, with this guy, it's like, yeah, that all that all went out the window. I mean, you... but
0: like, no, for any for a teenager to say to an adult who's like an educator of theirs, no matter how crazy they are, like you, I've been speaking to you for four hours. Tell me one word I said and I literally couldn't like I had not. I don't know. I, I mean, I I just zoned out of my brain. I don't know. Where did I go? Was I sleeping? I I, I mean, it seems kind of hard to believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, that place was just like, it was like a total (laughs) zoo. It was a crazy place. You know what? I would send my kids there, though, honestly. I don't think uh, we ended up badly because of it.
0: Yeah, we have a very successful podcast. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I was talking to like one of my best friends in college once, and she worked so much harder than I did in college, Um, and we were at the same college, and she remarked to me one day, she says, you know, I worked so much harder in high school than I do now. I was like, how is that possible? Because you work so much harder than I do now, now. So you worked harder than this in high school. In high school, I didn't work at all. And we ended up in the same place. So ultimately, you know.
1: Well, patri- uh, patriarchy.
0: Yes. Well, that's, yes. Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> I don't. Know yeah, you, li- you you, literally just, yeah, yeah without <laughs> self-awareness, articulated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a woman. You have <laughs> oh, yeah. to re- get really hard to work to the place where I just breezed <laughs> yes. my way through. Okay, that's true.
0: Well, I was telling the story <laughs> the way I always used to think of it at the time. But yes, now hopefully I'm 37 and I have more <laughs> I- I- self-reflection I- than I did as a 19-year-old. But I guess not because I told the story. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm learning lessons uh, every day. The more you know, doo, 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 doo.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so, um, uh, Larry, uh, he doesn't think there's any problem with his. I like I habits. That out.
0: That's very, uh, uh self incriminating, but oh well, leave it in.
1: Yeah, not woke. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, he says, I have a great colon. Uh, they challenge each other to a colon contest. <laughs> Again, I love the commitment here by Richard. It makes no fucking sense
0: in the world, but yeah, what how, how does a colon contest work? <laughs> Do you really want to know? Like, how far down do you want to go into that? Because should that be the next tournament for thirty-two fans?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I should. My dad, my dad is a GI. We probably could have gotten him on the pad. It was a nine-to-one shot, Doc. Colon contests. Yeah, Um, yeah. This is yeah, much more disgusting contest than the (laughs) Seinfeld contest. Yeah, that's true. I cheated in the colon contest, Gary. (laughs) Yeah, how do you cheat? That wasn't that wasn't really my colon. I faked it. You faked. You faked. How can you fake? She faked. Um, so, yeah. So uh, Larry, uh, Larry heads over to the bathroom to uh, kind of escape the argument. And uh, notably, Larry, uh, Larry stands to pee here. Uh, which but this is when he goes is, to the uh, bathroom upstairs. Right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Right. You know, you don't necessarily want to sit um, unnecessarily at a public toilet. Mm. Um, and Larry flushes the toilet and he recoils as yeah. some huge explosion of noise yeah. occurs. Which, there is no uh,
0: toilet on Earth that has ever flushed so loud as to cause an auditory issue.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I certainly never None experienced of anything like this whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had the same observation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we. Uh, yeah, so, doc- so Larry is now at the doctor and he's yeah. uh, he kind he of telling him the what doctor. happened. Shit! No,
0: I didn't. Oh no, it's not. So he was very much that guy to me. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's that guy." And I'm like, "I know I've seen him in a million things, but I couldn't place it." So his name is Seth Morse. He's on Seth Kroll Morris. Show. He was on Children's Hospital. Did you ever watch Children's Hospital? It's like a 15 minute comedy show late at night.
1: Yeah, I watch some of it.
0: Yeah, so he's like, he's like, he does a lot of sort of, um, comp like sort of these comedy shows with like sketch comedy kind of stuff, um, or improv comedy, um. But yeah, anyways. So he's, he, I think he's a that guy because I know what his name is. I didn't even know what I knew him from, but I just knew that I knew him. Unlike Davide, who I knew was from Seinfeld.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm looking. Um, yeah, nothing Nothing here really like jumps out to yeah, me. Yeah, it's weird, right? Nothing jumps out, from. but
0: you recognize his face, right?
1: I did recognize his face, but yeah, yeah not, there's nothing here that I was like, oh, okay, he was in yeah, 11 exactly. episodes yeah. of that. That's where I'm – yeah, Yeah. I'm not, nothing here that yeah, is – Yeah. Like, I, I, I was like shocked. Like there's got to be something I remember him from more Probably. I mean he's here. in a lot of things. He's in a lot of comedies. I guess so, yeah. Well, that's why he's a that guy. He's in six episodes of The League. So it's like, yes, yeah, so you recognize his face because you have yeah. seen him. He's in a lot friends of with Nick Kroll, obviously, and a lot of these guys, basically. He's in a couple episodes of Parks and Rec. Mike Patterson? I don't even remember who that is. Yeah. So it's like he's playing all these guys from every show that I've seen. Yeah. And like in every single one, he's like a guy that I don't remember, yeah. which is weird. Mm. And sometimes in multiple episodes, but you would think you would remember those guys. But anyway. Um, I, feel I,
0: can, I can imagine the type of character that he played on Parks and Rec, even if I can't literally describe it.
1: Yeah, I can't at all. Um, So uh, Larry tells him the whole story. There was a sonic boom. You know, it uh, blew up by eardrum and uh, the doctor starts asking him a series of questions about his medical health and history. And when he gets to the question about urination, Larry starts to get very defensive. Um, he's like, why, why is that relevant? Why are you asking me about my urination? Uh, the doctor eventually will ask about his stool too. And Larry's Larry's basically just like, it's all normal. It's all normal. Um, you know, it's, you know, if I ever go a lot, it's because, you know, I drank a lot of water that day or ate a lot of salad that day, but that's a good thing. And the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, sure, no, yeah, that's a good thing, no, yeah, no, no, that uh, not, not saying much. it's bad, yeah. Um, and Larry's like, you know, I really, I really think that you know, this is like, a, this is like a private matter. This isn't to be discussed with strangers. And the doctor's like, I mean, he, sure, but like, we're not on a bus. I'm a doctor. I thought that was such a good line. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, she's like, yeah, I guess technically I'm a stranger, but it's like not like I'm a random stranger. Like I'm a doctor. It's not like some guy on a bus. Yeah. Uh, little Larry, uh, he's still will low dancer, and uh, the doctor's like, All right, you know, um, you know, here's what i are gonna ju- do for your ear, yeah, here's what we're gonna do, um, <laughs> you know, try <laughs> to try, 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 stay off the right ear. This uh, guy is the you- worst doctor in television history <laughs> worse than Dr. Nick from The Simpsons,
0: worse <laughs> than like any uh Nazi like movie of the week on TV that had manga in it, which I'm sure there was. Like, this guy's terrible at being a doctor, <laughs>
1: no, yeah, stay off the right ear. Um, and and he's like, also, you should probably see a, pa- a therapist about yeah. your very obvious bathroom <laughs> issues. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I've told you about the weird why you doctor in the urination thing, right? No. Oh. So when I was in the MTA dorm, see, you lived in high school and or in high school, you lived in your parents' house. And if you didn't want to go to school because you did not want to go to school, you said you felt sick. Like you told your parents you felt sick and maybe they forced you to go to school or not forced you to go to school. But like there was yeah. a process. Your parents yeah. called the school. He's sick. I, unfortunately, lived in a dorm directly across the street from the school, and I had no parental guidance. So if I didn't want to go to school because I felt sick, I had to go to this random uh, doctor who worked, like, on the campus for the college that our high school was a part of. And, and he would look at me, and then he would determine if I was sick enough to not go to school, and he would write a note. And, like, but he's a real doctor. He's not just, like, your parents. You can say, oh, I'm not feeling well. And so, like, he would take your temperature, and if you didn't have a temperature, and he would, you know, swab your throat. He'd say, all right, you have to go back to school. So every time I'd go there, I'd have to, like, think of another story to make up. Because I was just trying to, like, think of a reason, like, why I didn't want to go to school that day. And so one day I said to him, I said, I feel like I'm peeing too much. This was just made up. It was just a complete lie. So he has me pee in a cup. And I pee in the cup. And then he sits me down. And he says, and it was sort of like, you know, he's like, can I talk to you? He's like, you can be very honest with me. This is a safe place. It's, like, completely confidential. He says, um, have you suffered any sexual <laughs> abuse? I shouldn't be laughing. It's not funny at all.
1: No, but uh, no.
0: yeah. And but at the time I thought it was so absurd. I'm like, no, he's like, well, you know, I'm asking because of your urination issues. And like, I don't know whether he was just doing it because he was like a really bad doctor who was like working in like the office of the, and he's like bored or what it was. But I realized like this is why you shouldn't lie, because I made up a stupid lie about being too much. And like now I'm like answering these questions. And so uh, it took me down a dark path.
1: So yeah, yeah. You shouldn't lie unless you don't want to go to school that day.
0: Well, that's yeah. You're 16. You don't want to go to school, and like you know, that's a that's a later Alex problem. But the current Alex problem is you know I have to come up with something that it can't just be that I have a temperature because he's going to check that.
1: Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? You know. So maybe because of this, I will end up you know revealing repressed (laughs) memories of my parents (laughs) sexually abusing me. But like that's the absolute I mean, worst that could happen.
0: But I do remember when he asked me those questions, I was freezing up. A thing like, like this could like, what if he like calls my parents or calls ahead of the dorm and and like alleges something happened? Like, I don't, I don't recall any of that happening. If it did, I guess I have repressed it. But um, yeah, it was. And Larry also should be careful pissing off doctors and lying to doctors. You don't want them to have a record, right? We know that from Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They'll have this permanent file. Yeah. Anyway, I wonder what ever happened to that doctor. Yeah. So uh, Larry's like. So I don't do, understand you even you know, Do
0: you even know where that office is? Because you like that shows like how like. No, never. Nobody ever went there. It was in Rubin. Um, so you walk in like the main door of Rubin, the security desk, and then you make a right as if you're gonna go down like the, the steps towards like the calf store, whatever. Right? Oh, they can go. Yeah, to this, Lester, is, can go to this is and getting the this is
1: getting very uh, very right. specific. But
0: then you, if you're facing the elevator, if you make a right down that hall, there's a hall there on the first floor of Rubin that nobody ever goes down. Mm-hmm. On the right, not the left, and there was a doctor's office there that nobody in the world ever went to except for me.
1: Anyway. Except for you, well, yeah. probably other people in the dorm who were sick sometimes. No,
0: well, I feel like if you're in college, you go to a real doctor. This was the doctor it was like for the people in high school who like, uh, you know, didn't have access to a real doctor because we were kids,
1: anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh is going to have to do uh, lefty calls. Um. And he's really not comfortable <laughs> which, with that,
0: which is really not a thing.
1: Not a thing. Yeah. I yeah, mean, everybody is- has an
0: ear they prefer, I guess, to hold the phone to. Yeah. But, although nowadays, who's holding a phone up to the ear? Everybody's got headphones.
1: Right, yeah. Somebody, somebody showed me like recently that a thing. It's like if you ask somebody over the age thirty to like make the gesture for a phone call, they put their hands by their ears. Mm-hmm. And if you say that to like someone under, I don't know, twenty, let's say, and especially a kid, they like hold the phone out in front of them like a FaceTime. Hmm. Interesting.
0: My my like wife the, like the my wife never uses uh, AirPods or earpods or iPods or, or headphones or anything. She always holds the phone up to her head, and I try and argue with her about this. I'm like, you have a purse with you, anyways just put headphones in there and then like you don't have to like carry this thing up but like she's like like at the store, she's like well I can't hold I can't talk on the phone cuz I got to push the cart I'm, like but well, you shouldn't have to hold the phone like your hands should be free right now
1: it's 20 yeah time. i mean they they invented bluetooth headphones for exactly this reason
0: yeah and not interested
1: yeah yeah you know. know she makes uh, bad life choices yeah. <laughs> um i mean because she's married to me so yes but but also yeah oh that's what i had in mind yeah, correct yeah um so um, uh, yeah so when the doctor is like yeah and you have to speak to a therapist uh larry like demands he's like i need i want to see a different doctor um like can i see someone else and he's like no you have to make an appointment this isn't mcdonald's you can't just like go to the next counter mm. <laughs> um this doctor's a little bit arrogant okay you know cool yourself doctor you're you know you're a ear doctor you're not a brain surgeon um fine so larry uh he heads out and for some reason um there's a a bald man who you know we think is a skinhead at the time and uh he says what the fuck you looking at you boy uh he calls uh, larry the uh the, the, we'll say the double f uh bomb oh. and uh larry uh larry's very scaredly uh heads out of the doctor's office
0: yeah very strange um and I guess I think this a lot of times when when you sort of hear about like hate crimes taking place in like very diverse urban towns like L.A. or New York. Like it just this is such a risky way to talk to people in L.A. because I feel like there's a lot of people who are uh, of the Jewish faith or of the uh, heterosexual sexual identity. And it's just like homosexual, excuse me. And it's just like very odd to be like going around like insulting people like this. The skinhead is, uh, like, forget about like the bigger treatment. It's just, it seems like very risky. Like, he's not, I feel like there's some parts of the world where he feels he can get away with that, but this is uh, not one of them. Although, I guess it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, nothing happens to him. Um, I can't remember if it was this guy or the other guy looked to me like the, uh, the oldest son from Succession. Oh, uh, this guy did. I don't, I think it was this one, not the second one. Bruno. Yeah. Bruno Gunn. Gunn. I'm not saying it is him. I'm just saying he like kind of looks like him to me. The oldest son, like the guy from Ferris Bueller. No, 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 no. The oldest, like real son, like the Don jr. One. Oh, um, I mean, he's sort of a serious looking white guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, So, yeah. So Larry heads home and uh, the blacks are there and they're not happy about the toilet paper situation either. Um, Leon specifically says it's like Port Authority. Larry's like, yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) Um, And, you know, he explains Why would Leon bring up Port
0: Authority? He's from L.A.
1: Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, Leon's been around.
0: I guess so. I don't think I don't think Port Authority is like a world famous uh, New York scene. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, People if you're Leon, you might be. If you're a guy like Leon, who's like every day potentially like you have like if like figure out a new plan. Yeah, <laughs> some of those plans involve poor authority.
0: Okay, I mean, we will see him drive from LA to New York in a later season.
1: Right. Yeah. So he's. Never- um. Yeah. So Larry. Larry's like. Listen. I agree with you. Cheryl's it's all about crazy. the tissue. Yeah, she has this crazy like environmentalist um, agenda, and she brings this horrible toilet paper to the now, house. Can you explain
0: to me, why do they need to ask Larry for like permission for soft toilet paper? Can't they buy it themselves?
1: Well, we don't know <laughs> if they have any money, but yeah, right. They should just like buy it and use it. I like, mean, Leon, I guess...
0: Leon finds a way to get what he needs. Uh, he acquires what he needs to acquire.
1: <laughs> yeah, he should so. just go hold, hold up a CVS.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying I think Leon has access to funds. Um, oh, also, okay. but it is interesting because in 2021 they wouldn't be asking for fancy toilet paper. They'd be asking for one of those fancy new Japanese toilets, you know?
1: Yeah, they want a bidet.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, these fancy toilets are basically just souped up bidets. We've had this technology
1: for a long time. Yeah. Have you used one? Yeah. I've used a bidet in my life. I'm not into it. But have you used, like, the fancy Japanese toilets? Oh, no. What do they do? What do they do different? Same idea?
0: Yeah, it's a toilet, but, like, you don't wipe. Like, you just push buttons, and it's, like, water and air, and it cleans everything for you. You don't do anything. Yeah, I'm sure it's much cleaner. I think it would take getting used to.
1: I've never done it. Yeah, maybe you get used to it and then you like it. Yeah, some people obviously really like it. Um, I mean, I think
0: eventually, I think you go forward like 50 years; it'll be pretty standard. I mean, I think it's already pretty standard in Japan, so or in you know in certain places
1: anyway. Anyway. Yeah, all right, I could get on board with it. All right. Um. So he's like, "Listen, I'll get you the good stuff." Sadly, yeah, I'll get you the good stuff. No problem. One condition. If Cheryl finds out, we're all, you know, we're all going down together. Like, yeah. you know, this is not going to be on me. Yeah. And uh, sorry, condition number two is you give me access to the Like ba- I'm allowed yeah. to come in here to use the, the, the toilet paper. Please
0: can I use my own bathroom?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, he, uh he pulls Leon aside. And he's like, hey, I want to tell you about this. Let me ask you about thing. that, by the way.
0: Um, yeah. When you have guests over at your house or when I have guests over at my house, the bathroom that is nearest wherever those guests happen to be staying suddenly becomes off limits to me. Like I've I've gone to pee in that bathroom and I come out, my wife's like, What are you doing? I'm like, I was peeing. She's like, You can't use
1: that bathroom. That's the guest bathroom. I'm
0: like, What? They they now like for the entire duration of their stay, because their bedroom is slightly closer to this bathroom, like I, I'm off limits to that.
1: I don't really understand. Is that the bat is the bed is the bathroom inside a bedroom? No, it's in its oh. A hallway. Oh, so then no, you know, you're fine. No, it's the
0: bathroom for everyone on that floor.
1: Yeah. Like no, she's you right.
0: know, my bedroom happens to be on another floor, but
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a silly role. Yeah. Um, yeah. My dad told me
0: that that in my dad's lived in the house that I grew up, like where I was born in Minneapolis. My parents lived in that house from 1982 to 2000 and like two years ago, like 2018 or 19, whatever. And now they live in another place in New Jersey from 2019 until present. And my dad said in each of the two places, he has never in his life gone to any bathroom in either place except for his own private one in like his in like his bat in his bedroom in like the master bedroom
1: it's funny you mentioned that because i was about to reference a person i know who is not allowed to uh to make a number two in his master bathroom by his, his wife, wife by his wife oh my god he what? has to go to the main floor
0: why, why are you like that's not a life worth living <laughs> that's insane
1: uh, maybe maybe he go to the kid's bathroom <laughs> yeah he's not allowed to he's not allowed to go in, in his ba- own in the bathroom. bathroom correct like ever ever
0: does he have a serious condition i mean she should still mm. be more sympathetic
1: I don't, I don't know if there's more to the story than that. but So maybe a she, has a a seri- she has a serious condition. Oh, she has a serious condition.
0: <laughs> but why would, you, why would you stand for that?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
0: that yeah. sounds terrible. But my dad's theory is also a little bit insane. He's like, this is my private place. And although I, I know somebody who told me that when they moved into their house, they replaced all the toilet seats in their house. And I thought that was very strange also. And I'm like, why would you do that? And the wife says to me, well, because I don't know whose butts have been on these toilets. I'm like, but, like, moving forward, there can be many butts on the toilets also. Or you're not going to ban anybody from going to the bathroom in your house except for, like, yourself, right? So, I don't know. I thought that was a very strange thing to do. Have you ever heard of that, replacing the toilet seats?
1: Um, I didn't think about it. I mean, I don't think we did that. No, nobody does that. And by the way, like I understand,
0: like like you, uh, the port authority bathroom, a million butts have been there, and your toilet, at least, like even if many have been there in the past, like now it's you know it's a smaller rotation. It's been cleaned. Like they don't permanently get imbued by every ass that's ever sat on there, right? You can sort of clean it and get it to a state where, like, all right, so now only I use it, so it's not so bad anymore.
1: Yeah, I would think that just by cleaning the toilet, it's you know it's pretty fresh. Yeah.
0: Very strange. uh, Yeah, she changed all her toilet seats. If you know anyone else who's done that, please, listeners, let us know. Please let us know I
1: don't think toilet um, seats are
0: pro what, what how much does what seat cost 100 bucks
1: no less than that
0: yeah so I don't think it's not yeah a whole toilet costs like 120 bucks
1: like the should we the whole- do a should we do a bonus episode where I show you pictures of different <laughs> types of toilet seats and you have to guess how much they cost on Amazon
0: I, I, I'll tell you this um the toilet the the part like the part that you open you know where the water is if you have to do like some some light plumbing mm-hmm So that piece that goes on top of that, I had that piece off because I was doing some very light plumbing and very foolishly, instead of putting it down on the floor or perhaps putting it on like the closed toilet seat, although even that might be a little too round. uh, I decided to sort of balance it on the sink and it fell and it broke into two pieces And and replacing this one stupid piece of porcelain was like an extraordinarily difficult thing to do. To like yeah, match porcelain. the exact toilet. It was impossible because yeah. it has to have the exact sort of ridge to like sit on it. Otherwise, it's never going to work. And I, <laughs> I had to go to multiple stores. Impossible. I searched multiple websites. I finally found a website that only sells those freaking tops. So I spent like $75 on that top, even though you can get an entire toilet from scratch for like $120 at Home Depot. Right, right. Except then you'd have to install it, obviously. But um, yeah, so don't don't yeah. be stupid like me. Don't bounce that thing on the sink. And don't break your stupid piece of porcelain on top of the toilet.
1: Yep, uh, this has been another episode of Win Lose <laughs> or Toilet. <laughs> so well, um, you have
0: to do have a, an episode of Curve that doesn't make any sense? Talk about
1: toilets. Yeah, <laughs> talk about toilets.
0: Twenty minutes. We're gonna get a great review on iTunes for this
1: one. Yeah, well, yeah, we got some reviews we're gonna talk about in a little bit.
0: <laughs> I give it two stars for a lot of number two
1: talk. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so Leon, Leon takes him aside. He's like, okay, Larry, this is what you got to do. You got to get in that ass. Mm. You must. Uh, here's what you do. You pull that asshole oh. open, step into their asshole and yeah. close the door behind you. Mm. You pick up your spray paint can, course, right? Yeah. Larry was here. Yeah. You spray paint. Larry was here. Yeah. Wash me. Is there any not have shit. all that kind of shit? Yeah. You fuck his whole asshole up, eat some Snickers bar. <laughs> Throw some paper on the floor, read a newspaper, yeah. ball the paper up, the newspaper, and throw the newspaper on the floor, fuck his whole asshole up. You know what I'm saying? Then you open that asshole one more time, open it again, open that asshole again, step out of his ass, and leave that motherfucker wide open so he knows you've been there. Yes. <laughs> this is and like that's a- the yeah. way you do it. This is like an all time,
0: all time Leon rant, completely historic. And this is done in his second episode. Like, what does this even mean? So can you please tell me what this means? What is he telling Larry to do? That doesn't matter. Like, Leon is already like an all time television character that you have never seen before. Like, he's a legend. This is his second episode ever. The get up in the ass speech, if you would have asked me before we saw this episode, you know that speech where Larry talks, about, Leon talks about getting up, getting up in someone's ass and spray painting? Like, how many episodes had he been on by the time he did that? I'd be like, I don't know, like 30, 40. No, his second right. episode. This is when I think Larry's like, holy shit, what do we have here? We have to do something with this guy.
1: Yeah, makes no <laughs> fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, so like, you like you have to imagine this was like basically entirely improvised, right? Yeah.
0: But then, Le- but then, Larry repeats the whole thing back to Leon, which is incredible. He's like, what so was let me get sc- this straight. I always open sc- up the asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't say the whole thing, but yeah, he says like yeah. the gist of it. Yeah, the snacks, um, the Snickers. Yeah, I wonder what the like. I know we, there's not like a real script. There's like an outline, but like, yeah. what was the outline here? Like, what was like the bullet point for like? Oh, and, Le- and then, yeah. and then, Leon, Leon admonishes.
0: Says, Leon admonishes Larry. For having you know, wussed out instead of stepping up to the guy who you know threw the right. You know, he, the, and he tells sorry, him
1: yeah. that like next time you have to kick his ass. Yeah, or something. basically. Like yeah. you hit him or whatever. And like, yeah. But instead, he I does don't it think in this glorious I mean, fashion.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the 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 inspired getting in the asshole thing. I assume that's all JB smooth, but whoever wrote it, it's it's like it's brilliant <laughs> because it makes no fucking sense whatsoever, and it's totally irrelevant that it makes no
1: sense. <laughs> like yeah, no, the the Snickers bar is the best part. <laughs> Eat some Snickers bar. <laughs> throw some paper on the yeah, floor. Yeah, and I love
0: Larry repeats that part exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Read, a, read a newspaper. Yeah. You're taking your time in there. Yeah. Larry was here. Wash me. All that kind of shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> From the inside of an ass, you want to say, "Wash me." How would the person know? When it says inside their ass. They'll know. Yeah, I guess they're proctologists. You ask your dad about this. Has he ever seen a, yeah.
1: Have you ever seen a Larry was here sign inside someone's asshole <laughs> snicker, snicker rappers probably yes no one wants to admit they stick him up there but uh. in your in your medical opinion what would you say is the problem here yeah um yeah so um yeah. So Larry, uh, Larry decides they're you not know, going to call uh, Richard and find out what's going on with our double date and Cha-Cha answers because, of course, Cha-Cha answers. Yes. because She's not going to get out of an opportunity to talk to Larry and ask him some questions.
0: Yeah. And Larry laying off the other ear is suddenly the most physically like treacherous thing that he's ever had to do.
1: Yeah, so like yeah. he has to like keep uh you know he can't hold the phone right, and he's like oh phone for some reason. <laughs> yeah, she's like oh we should go to a fancy restaurant, and yeah. he's like oh well what are you wearing? He's like you mean right now? And he, because he didn't hear that, he's like yeah. <laughs> and she obviously thinks this is you know a very inappropriate question.
0: Uh, rightfully so.
1: Yeah, no, very we yeah, are fairly. He's that.
0: moaning, which she yeah, does not need to be expected to know, is because oh, he's he's using the the, the lefty
1: ear, and so, right? And he's and he was like so tired and out of breath from having to hold the phone in his wrong hands. <laughs> yeah.
0: By the way, and I complain about this every single episode. But why is Larry calling uh, Richard's landline? He knows he hates talking to Cha Cha. He knows Richard has a cell phone. But yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Cha Cha hangs up on him. Hmm. So uh, we go to the barbershop because we said we would go to the barbershop later in the episode. And so (laughs) So therefore we must. And uh, Larry's uh, Larry's really enjoying this haircut. Seems like a very nice place. Bert's father seems like a wonderful fellow. Everyone's uh, getting along very smoothly. And Larry mentions that, you know, he was just recently with Bert. Um, his dad's like, Oh, how did he seem? Like, did he seem like everything was okay? And Larry's like, Yeah, he seemed himself. Um, he's like, Oh, okay, just because you know, um, Barbara just had a miscarriage, so you know, I just want to make sure he's doing okay. Yeah, And this is the first like,
0: insane thing that Bert's dad does, by the way.
1: That like, he even mentions this at all. Yeah,
0: he's sharing his daughter-in-law's private medical information with some like random acquaintance. I think that's
1: very well. Odd. Maybe it's uh maybe it's somewhat public knowledge, maybe he doesn't realize. I don't know. Yeah, yeah fair. I enough. don't know. I feel like this is
0: a reason my wife – like if my wife found out that her uh, father-in-law was going around telling people, oh, guess what? Let me tell you about a uh, last <laughs> session of miscarriage.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously, if it's like – yeah, right? If it's your father-in-law doing it, you get very bad at them because people yeah. have weird things with their in-laws. But, but this
0: is his father. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, they already have nine kids.
0: Yeah. That's a slightly insensitive joke. It's not like the most offensive thing that you – know-
1: Well, it's a- – it's 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 a it's an offense it's an insensitive joke. It's a very insensitive joke to like say to a family member.
0: Sure, but I don't really think it merits beating the
1: shit out of him with a towel. <laughs> yeah, okay. But Bert's it's like it's the insane. type of thing like you, you like he can make that joke to Jeff.
0: Like, you I, I, see- I think if I'm Bert's dad, I chuckle and say, like you're sort of an asshole, you know that. Um, uh, much, much like yeah. someone once said to our, our mutual friend that we discussed earlier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean when well, it's like when you're basically more saying, one person to someone, like, to like where it's like their grandchild that, you know yeah. here. You know that's you know. This
0: so egotistical. He has at least nine grandchildren
1: already. At least, right? Yeah. yeah. For all we for all we know, he has nine children. Yeah, he's he 10, boom, eighty-one. Have nine children. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My crazy? Um, a lot of
1: grandchildren. Yeah, like that woman from Israel with yeah, the hundred, show. With like, she has hundreds of grandchildren. Yeah. Crazy yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, he be- he basically beats the shit out of Larry yeah. with his uh, barber towel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, Larry and Jeff head back home to Jeff's house, and Susie's going crazy because the dog has been shitted all day long after eating the food from the restaurant. And what obviously has happened is that Davide must have tainted the food somehow after all. Well, he, he did say, we'll see. Right. Yeah. He did twirl his mustache and say, we shall see yeah. with regard to the food that he was going to be giving them to take home. Now, if we had a and, trial jury, I think like that, that
0: would that be persuasive evidence?
1: Oh, Davide would be convicted before <laughs> yeah, okay, lunch. Okay. <laughs> the jury would be out for 45 see? minutes and then
0: like there's music, art music dun. dun, dun.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he's like a bond villain yeah let me explain to you what i'm going to do yeah so uh susie's like jeff you got to go to the restaurant and confront this guy but larry's like no you can't because i told him that i was going to be the one why
0: does he volunteer to have another interaction with david yeah. He does work. Oh. There, so.
1: <laughs> well, oh, no, you can't do that because then Davide, <laughs> the waiter will know that I lied. Not that waiters aren't important. Oh, you yeah. know, waiters are very important. Yeah, um, This is why you don't
0: shit where you eat, and this is why you don't eat where you work and where yeah.
1: you shit. Um, so, so he's like, great, even better. You go <laughs> tell him that oh. you've been shitting all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Larry's <laughs> like, well, I would rather not say that. <laughs> Um, so just tell him you've been really sick you're sick as a dog yeah hmm. that's a dog so ha- yeah so Larry uh Larry complies he heads over he goes to speak to Davide he's like you tampered with the food oh. and the waiter is like well I'm not sure did you eat the food or did the dog eat the food and they do a classic stare down some, how, d- how uh, dare he call him a liar when he is a liar yeah. Uh, um, yeah we get some uh, we get like a western uh a western theme and uh, like, yeah, there, nowadays, yeah. like, are you sure that you're the one who is sick? This is called impeaching the witness, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, exactly, and he calls in Chacha as an expert witness. Yes.
0: How would the Davide defense... know that Chacha knows about his bathroom usage? So, Chacha's def- so offended by Larry coming on him that she's like, I'm gonna get back at him by telling the waiter at the restaurant where we work. <laughs> yeah, like, also, yeah, by the I... way, Larry wasn't at the office all day, we just saw him at Jeff's
1: house. No, this makes sense. The defense doesn't hold water. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong shot. Um, yeah. So Larry, uh, Larry heads home because he's got to use the bathroom, and he wants to use the uh, the Black's guest room. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out, Cheryl's there, and she's like, "What's going on with this soft toilet paper? This, you know, kills millions of trees a year, which uh, leads to global warming, which leads to hurricanes, which is the exact situation that you now found yourself in—the oh, um, very hurricane." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I think, a little some uh, victim blaming going on here by Cheryl. She's yeah, basically really saying uh, your fault. It, the, the blacks caused the hurricane that displaced them from their homes. Yeah, by sounds like um,
0: uh, what's the guy, uh, the guy, the 700 Club guy, Pat Robertson.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's a victim chamber. Mm-hmm um so uh the larry and the blacks both immediately throw each other under the bus like they're pointing the finger at each other uh luckily larry is uh saved by the doorbell uh richard uh, lewis's policy seems to be he rings the doorbell and he just lets himself in Mm, yeah he's like he's like roaming the halls he accuses Mm. of larry of being a pervert Mm. you were hitting on cha-cha on the phone and if that doesn't make uh, if that's not enough to make matters worse uh, she's been fired from her job because Bert heard about what you said about the miscarriage. And he doesn't want to have to do anything to do with anyone who has anything to do with Larry David.
0: Yeah. who, who Who's a more psychotic asshole this far in this episode? Is it Day, Probably. Or Bert's dad, who tells Bert, hey, I'm pissed off at an insensitive comment that Larry David made. So can you fire Cha-Cha to get back at Larry? Which will be a reward for Larry, not a punishment, because Larry told Bert pretty clearly last time they spoke. Oh, by the way, please fire Cha-Cha. I really want you to fire Cha-Cha so
1: yeah Bert obviously didn't, yeah, yeah. Bert obviously didn't pick up on the uh, yeah. Larry's very communication there yeah uh, yeah it's, it's funny though that Larry's like yeah she doesn't do any work and she curses all the time and he's like sounds great um, and then it's like oh she knows a guy who said something dickish to your yeah. father she's fired yeah um, yeah so Larry's like I don't understand the problem nine's enough <laughs> you know in <laughs> China you're only allowed to have two kids and if you have three they execute yeah <laughs> And we like, are you serious? They killed the baby. I yeah. was like, no, you idiots. They'll kill the baby. They kill the parents. <laughs> Which are just like, yeah. uh, that seems kind of unlikely. Uh, Larry's like, OK, maybe they don't execute, but they give you a good dressing down. Yeah. You know what this made me realize?
0: I have no idea what actually is the consequence for violations of the one child policy back in the yeah, day I, when it was a force
1: in China. I looked it up. It's like yeah, so uh, it's financial. You get thrown in jail.
0: Yeah, so, well, okay, so they well, – first of all, they you give out a lot of contraceptive, and they have forced abortions and sterilizations,
1: right. uh, which but is if not you, good. Right. If you have if a baby, it's it.
0: basically – yeah, now now you're going to have to f- pay more money, and so, yeah,
1: it's – uh. Right, so I, I wonder if it's a thing that, like, wealthy people just did and just, like, paid the fine.
0: Yeah, it would be very unlike uh, how the world works for the wealthy to have different rules applied to them than for everybody else.
1: Yeah, I'm, but I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that's what happens. It's, like, there's there's big families of wealthy people, and they just, yeah. like, you know, you, you have to pay $100,000 to have a kid, and they mm. just do it.
0: I smell corruption afoot
1: <laughs> in China? never. Um, yeah, so he's like, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, uh, you eat more like shoot out. I've been shoot out before. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they chew you out in China. um. Larry, uh, so Larry's like, all right, I'll get Cha-Cha's job back um, if you let me use your bathroom on the way to work. Yeah. And Richard is like, no, nobody sits on King Richard's toilet. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Much like this woman in my neighborhood. So he's never allowed a guest to use a restroom in his, in his house ever in his life. Must be fun when Richard yeah. Lewis hosts parties.
1: That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Larry's like, fine. I'll, you know, I'll call. I'll call Barbara to apologize anyway, even yeah. though you won't let me use my your toilet in, the, yeah. in your home.
0: And then Richard says, I want a writing card. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this, this, this is where the episode completely jumps the shark
0: no, there's no such thing like okay there happens to be for larry okay we're accepting a world in which for larry using a lefty call is very difficult but why would richard be aware of this concept this is like a complete
1: it's not a thing right there, there's, there's no such thing as like oh that's a lefty call like like this is like very much like of like the seinfeld mold of like they did a, they had a lot of different like you know buzzwords for like phone call etiquette
0: but those were like real things that people did that's what
1: i'm saying right like those the, were good like this the the is what is not talk. a thing yeah right a cell phone walk and talk like yeah, the, the, the prison call yeah the prison call right there was like yeah, one the where he's like right. yeah yeah the, the, all the that, that sort of stuff right street, that's yes yeah. exactly they were very into phone stuff yeah and this is like larry truly really inclined to like have another one of those like classic things yeah. and this is just not a thing swing and a miss yeah Things think we're gonna miss
0: i mean i guess i guess the argument we can make is that when Richard accused Larry of, you know, coming on to Chach on the phone, Larry explained that he was stuck in the lefty call and the negative consequences therefrom. And so now when Larry says, I'll make the call, Richard says, all right, but I want a righty call because I don't happens when you
1: make a lefty call. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one the one saving grace of this big swing and a miss is that there was nobody on base and you were down eight runs because this episode yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter that like yeah. this, like last uh, thing. Didn't really. Th- work. This
0: episode is basically just a serving apparatus for Leon's get up in that ass speech.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So. Um, so, uh, yeah. So Larry calls uh, Barbara Undy because he has to do a righty call. She's like, oh, hi, Larry. Fuck you. Yeah. And screams in Larry's right ear. Oh sorry. His left ear. Yeah.
0: No, his, oh, right, no, his
1: ear. right ear. His yeah. right ear. Sorry. I'm, I'm, all, uh, off. I'm all for. I'm all for. Yeah. Clubs. Too many years. Yeah. Too many years. Um, actually, no, it's actually that's right. It's my right ear. that also I've been having yeah. problems with my right ear for uh, almost two months now. But it's have much you, better.
0: have you laid off of it? Have you been making Uh,
1: I have been actually I have I've been using uh, my headphone. I've only been putting in my Ah. left ear. Mm.
0: So I I always listen to things at night as I go to bed,
1: except for like Shabbat. Um, Yeah. Do you do that? uh sometimes i sometimes watch stuff i sometimes listen to stuff no, so I'm, always, I yeah, I'm never alone with your own thoughts yes yeah, so like of course scenario, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly so i go to bed listening to a podcast every single night but like lying on the ear hurts and i've tried different things i tried those headphones i bought headphones once that are basically look like a like a like an not an earmuff but like the ear headphone thing that you wear like the thing you wear okay. around your ears for warmth in the winter what do you call those things earmuffs no, but not. But the earmuffs are like the two balls with a
1: plastic strap. Like, oh, I know what you're saying. It's a piece of fabric, yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay. So I basically bought
0: headphones like that, where was a piece of fabric, and then. They, but basically, you were listening to a headphone through a piece of fabric, so you couldn't really hear that well. It wasn't perfectly lined up in your ear. So I, I basically use my 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 pods that I use, but I, the one that I lie on hurts. So I basically put one in my ear and I leave one on the nightstand. But then, as I roll back and forth from one side to the other, I have to like switch. It's very annoying. And then use them I lose them in my sheets.
1: So, I do literally the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you turn, you have to switch it. Yeah. But it's like, it's not, it's not, what? Well, so, do you switch the earphone or you just use the same earphone and you move it from ear to ear? No, because the ones I have now, it can't fit in the other ear. Uh huh. So, mine fits, but it's like, it doesn't, it's because it it's stay like, as nicely. it doesn't stay as nicely. And yeah. I think there is something weird with like, because like it thinks there's it's two. On stereo. Yeah.
0: Left yeah. And right.
1: Like it could get right. It could get messy. Like you could, you miss words sometimes mm. if you do that. Yeah. Well for uh, music yeah. for
0: sure more than you know shouldn't shouldn't be happening for podcasts. I was actually told to to force ma- uh r- uh publish in mono because Akiva's voice on 32 fans was coming in w- one ear sometimes only for people. Hmm. Now Akiva also had a uh, a person who uh, loved him and disliked me who requested that we publish it where Akiva's voice was only in one ear and my voice was only in the other ear so she wouldn't have to wear one headphone.
1: <laughs> Cuz she only wants to hear Akiva?
0: Yeah. She literally would. She just wanted to hear Akiva's one side because she was so in love with him that just the sound of his voice, even though one side of the conversation would make no sense.
1: Yeah, he, you would want to kind of. You would think if you loved Akiva that much, which you know, more power to you. Akiva's yeah. great. You would want to like understand what he's talking about. No, it was the sound. It wasn't the content that mattered to her. Uh huh. This is a sick person. So this she, is a sickie. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're calling one of your uh, one of your listeners a sick person? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know what? Uh, some women like them. You know? Yeah, sickies. All right. Um, Okay, so now Larry's going back to the doctor. The same doctor apparently we're going to learn treats both chemotherapy and earaches.
1: Uh, maybe he had ear cancer.
0: And he says he says this is not like a bus. What, wait, what does he say to Larry the first time? This is not a bus stop or whatever.
1: It's not a McDonald's.
0: Yeah, it's not a McDonald's. But it, it kind of is a McDonald's because apparently you can, you can get <laughs> everything like on the on the menu here.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll have the. Uh, I don't even. I don't know what to do, what people get at McDonald's. Ha- yeah, happy uh, meal. Happy meal is that thing. Yeah.
0: Well, the Mitch Hedberg line, like, can you can you be a franchisee who doesn't participate? Like, you know, we serve spaghetti. That's it. <laughs> I was
1: once with our uh, our uh, friend Steen. Mm. We were at a. Uh, the second, uh, it's it, uh, it's it's possibly a funny story. It's, it's a very funny story in my head because okay. I know all because I know the people involved. Okay. Um, so me, uh, Mia uh, Steen, and uh, our friend Orly went to a uh, uh, get ice cream at this place, Rita's, and Orly Sansomir or different Orly, yeah. Without Amir, yes, oh. with no Amir, just Orly. It was the three of us. And um, where, where was Amir at this time? Uh, Amir was at the house with the three All of right. us. Yeah, yeah, i you cream. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, no, we go to, to the ice cream place, seat. and like there was this thing on the menu. It was like some sort of like like custard, like ice cream from flurry type situation. And he was like asking about, and he's like, "What's in it?" And she's like, "Oh, it has you know ice cream and it. it has mustard." And <laughs> so, so and he's like he's like oh i like mustard so it's like we what? always def- yeah no he meant to say custard and he was he, he meant to say custard but he said mustard but she um, said mustard or custard no he he's she said custard he said oh i like oh i love mustard oh i, I thought this custard. was
0: like in friends when rachel puts the beef in the middle of her no ass no no saying, no, yeah, yeah, no okay. it was
1: just like a missed that, but it's like yeah we, um okay. and then she's like he's like, he's like i'm not really scanning what it is and he's like it's like kind of like a mcflurry from mcdonald's and he's like, "Oh well, I've never been to McDonald's," and like, you've like you've she never seen a like f- an insane person. Correct, like, you've never yeah. seen a face like this. Like her, her mouth like literally fell to the floor. She's like, "You've never been to McDonald's." Yeah, and we're like, "Oh yeah," we're like, you know, really lame, like observant Jews. So like, we don't, we've never been to McDonald's. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Ha- but have you ever, that. Oh, is that sorry.
0: the only time you've ever told that to a to a to a gentile?
1: Um. Well. I don't. Yeah, maybe.
0: Oh, because I've done it a couple times and it is entertaining to like blow their mind because, yeah, even if you don't love it, like everyone in the world has been there, like they have billions and billions served. And yet, like there's <laughs> a small pocket of people that live in easy access to them who never enter them.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of them. I see them all over. Yeah. I mean, I've entered but they're doing well. Um, fun, fun of trivia, the founder, the movie about the founding of McDonald's is the movie that I went to see during Donald Trump's inauguration okay <laughs> in order to avoid watching it and then i went to i went to the movie it was a very good movie it was actually kind of uh apropos because it's like you know kind of uh, trumpian themes although, um and then you can really I, see that in anything as you pointed yeah, out yeah i said podcast. that to your brother on it's yeah. like yeah, yeah Everything it's trump. just like every mo- oh yeah i think this movie's about it's trump. like malkovich malkovich
0: malkovich trump yeah trump, trump.
1: It's, yeah it really is he, um, he
0: like abused every th- single one of our thoughts as some, so, of, as some uh, of our viewers have pointed out
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, people seem to have noticed. Um, and I merged from the movie, and over the loudspeaker of the theater, they were playing the inauguration speech. Oh, so I was wow. like, ah, you can't Wait, get Why, it. Can't why do just... movie theaters do that?
0: What the fuck? I why don't... are we giving him this
1: attention? That's insanity. They don't well, do that well, for other presidents, do they? I have no idea. A movie theater, uh, who the hell knows? Maybe, maybe they put it on so like the staff could hear the, you know, I, I don't know. I guess like, I've, I've, never, went, I guess they've I've never done it a movie
0: like, during the inauguration.
1: Yeah, usually you watch the inauguration. Um, yeah, so, that's
0: to quote George W. Bush.
1: <laughs> so in the waiting room uh Larry biggest winner a- by the
0: way of the Trump era
1: by far by far yeah I think I think things will circle back on him though on Bush you're um, yeah I think people will be like all oh, right he was also very bad
0: I don't know I think that like Trump is so bad and like there's still so many people pledging fealty to him that anyone who doesn't pledge fealty to him is like a beloved hero
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like closer. Man, uh, sp- spoke about that thing about how like with Bill Clinton, like while he was president, like the everyone just assumed like, oh, like the only thing that people are ever going to remember this guy for is that like he was impeached for getting a blowjob. And then like, was after, like it, wasn't ten-
0: it that he had like a 69 percent
1: approval rating, even though
0: he got impeached for getting a blowjob? Well,
1: so, so meaning he said like during the presidency, that's like was the big thing. And then like after 10 years, people were like, yeah, who cares about that? Like he was like a good president, and he had a like, good economic record, yada yada yada. But like in a hundred years, yeah. the only thing anyone will say about him is, oh, that's the president that got impeached for getting a blowjob in the Oval Office. Yeah. Well like no um, one's gonna care about like how many months in a row of job yeah, growth he had.
0: Yeah. The late great Mike Pesca pointed out like presidential history changes dramatically from decade to decade, from generation to generation. Some right. presidents yeah. are seen as very good and then very bad and then very good and their performance hasn't changed but our understanding
1: has the our thinking and, has and sometimes it's not even our understanding it's like the world changes in yeah. such a way that like we reinterpret what happened in the past as like now being significant even if like who yeah. the hell knows
0: but like harry truman was seen as a very bad president now is seen as a good president george bush the first george bush is seen as a good president and certainly was not when he uh, you right know,
1: when he first left office. Yeah, he was seen as best seen as uh, across the board. People are like he was like he was good. Yeah. Yeah. He also like kinda got screwed that like the uh, like the recession was like ending and just like it wasn't showing up yet. Yeah. and then there was like a good economy right after he left and like he basically lost because it was a bad economy. Yeah. Um yeah. So um or, yeah, so or, when, or Trump takes we're...
0: over gets a very good economy and then uh, tries to steal the credit for it. Although he did get credit from some people. So
1: I guess. Yeah, record process. high record high stock market. Thanks, yeah. Biden. <laughs> Um, um, all right, where are we? We're, we're in the waiting room, and right. uh, Larry sees another bald man, although he assumes it's the same bald man. And and Larry, decides... of
0: all people, should not say that all balds look alike.
1: <laughs> True, I mean, Larry, um, and with uh, an anti baldness, are you with uh, Leon's advice uh, echoing in his mind? Mm. He uh, jumps up to get in that guy's ass, but as he starts yelling and calling him a skinhead, the nurse is like, That's not a skinhead, he's a chemo patient. What are mm. you doing? Of course, yes, and Larry's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but the guy continues out and who's coming down the hall, but Leon, who's about to obviously encounter this person. And Larry has to try to run to go to this guy's rescue because this guy's is asked, about to be pulled wide open. Yes.
0: How are we led to believe the episode ends? Leon beats the shit out of a cancer patient.
1: <laughs> um, either that or like Larry intervenes at the last second. I mean, are there consequences
0: funny. for Leon's actions here? Like I'm a big Leon fan, but you can't go around beating the shit out of cancer patients.
1: Um, you shouldn't. So, no, yeah, Leon should get in trouble for that. He should do that. Yeah. All
0: right, Av, so I think we may have uh, spoiled it a little bit. But how do you rate this episode?
1: I'm going to say this episode's pretty good. <laughs> um i'm gonna give it a one out of five i think this is i think this is the worst episode we've seen
0: ah so i'm glad that we're on the same page here because uh, often we're on very different well i don't know if i'm glad i don't think it really matters one way or another but um <laughs> yeah i say i wasn't that low i said it's pretty pretty good i gave it one and a half so uh-huh. but, you know ve- very similar place as you and i have been ranking all the episodes i have this episode ranked 33 uh excuse me i have this episode ranked 47 out of 54 so i have uh, okay. seven lower than it but yeah but it's, it's in the bottom it's a, it's a one and a half star episode. It just, you know, it, other than Leon getting get up in that ass speech, nothing makes any sense, and nor is it that particularly funny. The whole plot twists on there using the wrong ear to hold the phone, which again is not a thing. So, nice yeah,
1: time. and and I'll say it's possible that I'm being harsh, um, just because like the show I think is better now than it was. So It's like I I wouldn't be surprised if I went back and watched like one of those like early episodes that was bad, if it was worse than this. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like everything here just feels so forced. Like there's nothing here that really makes sense. It's just like, you could tell this was just like plotted out on a chalkboard and it's like, okay, we want this thing to intersect with that. And this to go with that, except for up in like, that ass.
0: That wasn't on the chalkboard. That's all. Jamie's
1: that was for. not on the chalkboard. Yeah. And then they just kind of just like mushed things together in a way that just like didn't make any sense. Yeah very strange episode
0: who is your come with guy
1: um i'll say like the low and bright spot in this episode other than um um obviously leon um but like are we going to give it to Leon every episode? It's like, I feel like I'm going out of my way to not give it to Leon. Um, so I'm going to say the low bright spot other than Leon in this episode was uh, I thought Richard Lewis was pretty funny. He like really brought it um, the whole like King King Richard's toilet. And, you know, him like him going crazy about the whole cha-cha situation and the colon challenging him to a colon off. Um, so I'm, I'm going to throw one to Richard Lewis here.
0: Yeah, I would say colon off is the best part of the episode other than up in that ass. But yeah, up in that ass to me is going to, He's gonna give it for for Leon. So yeah, Leon. Both episodes he's appearing. he has been my come with guy. So he's uh yeah he's gonna run up the standings very very quickly. Although he's behind yeah. Richard Lewis right now.
1: For yeah yeah I mean I of, guess though. technically you should say I should really just be giving it to Leon if he earns it but uh, I I don't want to end up with like it's oh like, it's Susie, get, he has a higher degree of difficulty. He has a higher degree of difficulty. It's like you can't just give Jordan the MVP every year. It's boring. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it to Carmelo one year. Right. You know let let this guy be the MVP a different year. Don't trigger me
0: all right who is your uh, fucking asshole of the week
1: <laughs> my fucking asshole of the week um uh, that's got to be the waiter dovey day he's just you know totally mental okay. uh this isn't a thing that it's their food they paid 45 dollars for the steak they could do whatever the hell they want with it they could yeah. give it to the dog they could give it to the cat they could throw in the garbage when they get home just to waste food it's theirs you don't get to point. Yeah. I mean, Chacha's got a big mouth. Bert's dad
0: is kind of crazy. But Davide poisoned the food. Poisoned the food because he didn't approve of their. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. he's the asshole. Yeah.
1: There's not a lot of drama there. Yeah. Um, I mean, multi- multiple people should be in jail by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. Leon for, yeah, definitely Davida, Davide. Davide, whatever it is. Um, yeah. A l- l- lot, lot of fucking assholes here. Um, we don't have any uh, celebrities in this episode, but Tia Carrera is almost the opposite to me of the guy we talked about before who plays the doctor in that her name I recognize. Like, the other guy, I recognize his face, but I don't recognize his name, and I'm not really sure what I recognize his face from, but I've seen him a lot of things, but I don't really know what. And Mm -hmm. Tia Carrera, I recognize that name, but I don't really know where I know it from. And I looked at her Wikipedia page and, like, filmography. I don't really know her from anything, but so why do I know that name? Uh,
1: I don't know. I think she's in she's in just, like, random stuff. stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, she was in some reality shows, I think. Yeah, apparently she became famous from uh, General
0: Hospital, so. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not really sure how to explain
1: that. Uh, is it time for the postman? Um, I think before we do the postman, we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, iTunes reviews. Oh yeah. Or should we save, <laughs> or should we save uh, those? Bad,
0: yeah, we could. Do bad, bad reviews only.
1: Yeah, we got some, we got a few bad reviews recently. Yeah. Uh, we'll read some of them. We,
0: we don't want to encourage people to give bad reviews unless that's how you genuinely feel.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think that it's only fair that we have an opportunity to respond. So, oh, you know, somebody, let's okay. say somebody's like, Oh, I, I see this podcast. I'm gonna, should I listen to it? No, because Brian the Banff <laughs> says, Sorry, two incredibly boring people with not uh, much of a sense of humor mm-hmm. dissect every bit of nuance and curb your enthusiasm. It's a yeah. silly show meant to be taken at face value, yet they tear it apart as if it were a Scorsese film. Uh, now, I have Brian no retort. BAMF Oh, yeah, it... I have no retort. You know, oh, it's almost know. as if that, it, it's almost as if that's the entire premise of the show that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, perhaps h- not. How many stars was that? Uh, that was one star. Ah, okay. um, and then we have uh, another one from TriviaWiz3000, who says, very good, brisk, lighthearted review of Curb by two real fans of the show. Seems like a good review, right? Ah, so far, so good. Minus two stars for simplistically hot political takes. OK, uh, so I think what what trivia is is saying is that they would like us to spend more time on <laughs> politics so that we could re, we could really like get in the weeds that yeah. we're just like, we're being, we're, a, yeah, being we, very we're, we're being very superficial. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We really need to, like, uh, be th- more thoughtful and, and, and spell things out. Mm. And then he says or, or she or says minus one more star for white privilege. And um, they've spelled privilege, P-R-I-V-E-L-E-G-E, which is not how you spell privilege. <laughs> okay. um, but maybe that, that might be my white privilege uh, pointing that out. So Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know what? That's fine. You know, not everyone loves the podcast. They it sounds like one. this person, it sounds like Trivia Wiz does like the podcast, um, but it's just being overly harsh. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll say... Um, we have, uh, we have 29 ratings. It says that our rating is 4.5 out of 5. So that's four and a half pretties out of five. That's pretty, 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 pretty good. Um, I would say those are the best reviews any podcast has ever received in the history of iTunes. <laughs> uh, many people are saying this is the best podcast ever made. Yeah, that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. So, you know, listen or not, that's up to you. Uh, we'll be recording it either way. <laughs> so.
0: um, uh, Dara Mirze was talking about... Um, who should have been drafted in the presidential basketball draft. Uh-huh. And he said that he thinks that Trump should have been drafted higher in that draft, be the mere fact that if his team lost, he would declare that they'd won. And then some people who liked him would insist that they won also. And then like 10 years from now, we're like, well, who won the game? It would just be like, well, you know, these people say that that, that this team won and these people say that that team won. And it's sort of like, you know, college football teams now saying, arguing over who won the title in 1947. We don't really know. It's like, okay, there's two different <laughs> opinions about who won. So yeah, you should have like taken that. Trump, and then your team automatically wins. And by the way, I did take Trump, and my team won. So
1: it <laughs> doesn't mean it's a lie. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, I came spoiler, across your spoiler guy,
0: uh, for another podcast. By the way,
1: <laughs> your guy, uh, your guy D'Artagnan, he was in. I was watching this show Lupin on mm-hmm. Netflix, and they mentioned this guy D'Artagnan. I was like, I know him. For yeah, the Podcast.
0: Yes. The Fourth uh, Musketeer. The
1: Fourth Musketeer. Is
0: that show good? People
1: talk about it a lot. Uh, we watched two episodes. We like it so far. Yeah. I watched the first five minutes of the first episode, and it was in French, I believe. Right. Yes. I will say this first time in my life that I have switched over to the dubbing and mm. have been thankful for it. It's actually pretty good. Mm,
0: interesting. I did so the same watching. thing.
1: We're, we're watching it in English and I've
0: never done it before. And I have no idea why I did it. Um, well, I do know why I did it because I was watching the first five minutes of the episode, and I was trying to get a show to watch with my wife. I was trying to get her to, like, you know, engage. Yes, and
1: she complained. She's like, "Oh, you didn't tell me this wasn't in English." Oh, she and didn't even like, complain. She was, and just... I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Yes, I did four times." Yeah. Oh. Fine. And I was yeah. like, "Okay, well, maybe we'll try the dubbing." And she's like, "No, we don't do that. It's fine." This but is I was like, Let's just this see. Is the
0: exact same story, yeah.
1: And and we were like, "Oh, this is actually like actually not bad." Yeah.
0: So except mine, mine failed because so my wife. It's not that she was complaining; it's that she was playing Candy Crush as she does whenever watching something. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, you have to look at the screen because
1: yeah, uh, French isn't that good. Correct.
0: And and she's like, no, but I don't really want to do that. I'm like, but we were going to watch together. She's like, yeah, but but now we don't want to play Candy
1: Crush. Yeah, but it's like, right, then what are we doing? Like, we're going to sit here and play Candy Crush (laughs) and not have any idea what's going on in the show. Exactly. Like, it's not like you could listen and get 80%. You will have no clue what's happening.
0: Yeah, well, maybe her French is better than mine, yeah. Um, And so... And then I had the idea, which I've never, ever, ever even thought to attempt before. And so it's very funny that we both have the exact same idea. I said, well, what if we play the words in English instead of in French with different people making them? And we started doing that for a few minutes. And she still wasn't paying attention. So I said, fuck this.
1: And yeah. 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 So it's actually not bad. It's, uh, I think what the main thing they did is that they, it seemed like they had like a lot of different voice actors doing all the different things. So like, I think that's like the, one of the main problems usually is that it's yeah, like, the
0: quality you know, like, is like, there's a stereotype that the quality is like, you know, it's like the last thing they think about is some international audience, but a show like Netflix for these like fancy shows, that's not the last, that's like the first thing they're thinking about. They really invest yeah. in it.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. This uh, podcast uh, brought to you by Netflix. Good service. <laughs> uh, Yes. So you should you should check out Netflix, <laughs> Netflix.com. dot com. Send us money, please. Uh, yeah. Use promo code. Pretty, pretty, pretty good.
0: <laughs> it's like, holy moly, look at our numbers. They went from <laughs> one billion views to one billion and one. We must find out the the source of this. By the, way, the the ego on me to think that there's one person. There's
1: <laughs> <laughs> one person like, oh, yeah. Netflix sounds interesting.
0: Well, Chester and Zaneski mentioned it,
1: so and we, I'm, we I'm didn't gonna... even say we didn't even say what it is.
0: I I did have we have a mutual friend. Uh, we uh, both signed something at his wedding actually. We, uh-huh. Who he joined Facebook like literally decades after everybody else did, and he joined it one day because I sent him something on Facebook and he couldn't see it. He's like, how do I see this? I am like, you have to join Facebook. By the way, our friend Jared did the same thing for the 32 fans group, actually. Right, um, yes. Yeah, but, but – and so this guy just joined Facebook, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? You like you ignored it for like 20 years, and now you're like, well, I made one – I sent you one off-handed link in order to see that link you're going to join it. I thought that was like – like, if you're going to stand for something, stand for something.
1: Yeah, it's like – it's very dumb to give Mark Zuckerberg all of your personal information in perpetuity so that you can see one thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but Jared did that, so yeah. –
1: well he wanted to see lots of different charts about various Chester MVP awards yeah
0: and his wife was probably like why am I getting all these uh, push notifications for yeah all right.
1: um, now is the time for the mailman now we can go to the real postman yeah the postman excuse me Uh, postman uh, postman uh, come uh, here here. tell the neighborhood Um, and we have uh, we have four emails this week so uh, postman's bag grows Oh, I guess his bag stays the same size. It says more it, letters inside. Yeah,
0: In reverse uh, order, there's a, there's a there's a negative correlation between the quality of the episode, perhaps. Unless we're going to get some four-star ratings. Let's see.
1: Yeah, so speaking of Gary Jerome, uh, our first email is from Jim Crumley. I don't know. Has Jim ever written in to Curb, Curb Pod before? I'm not sure.
0: You're the keeper of, of the mailbag. Let's see. Of the postman. Let's
1: see. Crumley. Pretty good. I'm gonna say no. Uh yes, he did uh, uh he wrote in for sundown. Which was Sundown? Was the, w- real while ago. That's the with the Gary Cooper reference.
0: Oh, oh yeah, he's the one who explained that to us. I think Olin did. I think yeah. a couple of people did.
1: That's one of the that was like one of the first episodes, right? Hmm. All right. Well,
0: he's back. Or maybe he's been uh silently lurking the whole time.
1: Yeah, I think he's been listening Just he uh yeah. decided to write in this week. Yeah, I don't even know
0: ninety nine point nine percent of the podcast I listen to. Yeah,
1: you're you no obligation to uh to engage if it's uh, to, yeah. you can but if you do, well, you can't but if, if you, you do, we'll read, read it on the yeah. podcast. Like, like, certainly, Yeah. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. We're not like those other podcasts where it's like, you're like hoping to get in. It's like, no, you'll, we'll read it.
0: Yeah. Or you can insult us on iTunes. And we'll yeah.
1: It. We'll <laughs> read that. We'll read that too. Apparently. <laughs> um, so Jim says, hi, this episode is 2.5. pretties for me. It had some fun moments, but it was probably the weakest of the season so far. Asshole. Of the week is clearly the waiter trying to enforce an insane policy by poisoning the leftover food. That's an excellent way to stay in business. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I think he was being sarcastic.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> so was I. Um, so here's my question for Jim: What is it that motivated you? Because you seem sort of very, you know, blah on this episode. So what what, what motivated you to to pick up the proverbial pen today and not uh yeah? Not well, maybe
1: millions. maybe he uh, maybe he just caught up or something. Maybe mm-hmm. he fell behind. Yeah.
0: I mean, at some uh, point you realize we're going to start getting a flurry from uh, the aforementioned Jerome.
1: Uh, I would assume. I hope so. Yeah, I think it's we'll gonna see. be very soon. He's right up to like season. We five. shall see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> going to send us a bob in the mail.
0: <laughs> so the, you think you're bombable? The ego on you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah no one should bomb me. Um, and he says, uh, come with guy is Leon. Not his best episode, but he has Larry's back, even if his advice is questionable. Yes. <laughs> questionable, to say the least. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, next email is from William Blake. He says, hey, Alex and Av, my name is Will, and I spray painted Will was here, washed me, all that shit. I'm sorry. for where? Potentially- where? In, in his own, in his own ass. Uh, he doesn't specify. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for potentially giving you a complex about the vase, vase of. Yes, I say vase. Ah, this is interesting. So I listened back to our last episode uh, and yeah. did not realize that one of the one of the words that you asked me how I pronounce it was foyer slash uh, foyer. Yeah. And I said I say foyer, but, but then when I listened back earlier in the episode, I said the word foyer. Uh. <laughs>
0: i should have i should have pulled the clip and i posted it on twitter the way you did to me with something i did with that yeah yeah. yeah
1: yeah if only if only you listened to pretty 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 good you would have heard uh,
0: that's very funny so do you say both is that the thing
1: um i don't know i guess i naturally said foyer that situation but then when i thought about it i thought i yeah i don't know well I, it's also it's like i kind of think it's like, like the one in my house is a foyer but the one in larry's yeah. house is a foyer
0: <laughs> it's like sherbert and sorbet aren't they the same thing <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, yeah. It's a good question. I don't know if they're exactly that. I, I guess I would guess that they're technically different in some way, but that they're basically interchangeable colloquially at this point.
0: Yeah. So we were talking to the youths about how, like, back in the day, you didn't have, like, your phone and, like, the access to anything you ever wanted. So when I was a kid and we used to go to piano lessons, when my siblings had their piano lessons and I was, like, done with my homework. I would read Reader's Digest because that's all there was to do, like in the hallway of a, of a piano school. Like it's like a very miserable place to be in like 1996. You have nothing else to do, and like, but I'm like 12 or 8 or whatever. I'm not going to read like Reader's Digest articles. So I'd read like the little quips and jokes that people would send in there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, which were very dumb, but I would read them religiously from like from cover to cover. And uh, I guess it's dumb, but I remember 30 years later, I remember somebody writing in to sort of, you know, like time of our lives or funny travel moments or whatever the hell they call it. Um, somebody wrote in to say they were sitting in like the very first row of economy on an airplane and they heard the flight attendant say to the person in front of them who was in the very last row of business, would you like, um, you know, Chardonnay or whatever, or you know, or a cab or whatever it was and then, or Merlot. And then, as soon as the, she went through the curtain and approached this person, she said, "Would you like red or white?" And it's like, "Oh, ha ha ha!" And I was thinking, like, first of all, uh, why are they hand? Like, I didn't know they gave off free wine, although I guess maybe in the early nineties. But this just seemed like the kind of thing somebody made up for the purpose of
1: getting their little quip in Reader's Digest, right? Um, it could be, but it could also be that they assume that the person who's in business class knows what Chardonnay is, and they don't think the person. Yeah. In- so, the so when knows, you go, yeah. so when
0: you go to the furniture store. And you're wearing a suit, they say, ah, sir, let me show you the foyer. But if you go like on the weekend and you're wearing a T-shirt, they're like, hey, would you like to see the foyer?
1: (laughs) I mean, if you're asking me if, like, you know, people who are in sales sell differently to different people, the answer is obviously yes. Uh, Okay. All right.
0: No, because I think you said that yours is a foyer, but someone of Larry's is a foyer, or vice versa. Yeah, no I mean, uh,
1: right? Mine's yeah. like, like a little shitty little area in the front where like we leave our shoes, and like Larry has like this big open yeah. area with a, a bar, bar yeah. where he like entertains wealthy company. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: I forgot to mention that to my wife. My plan to open up a bar, <laughs> you know. <I'm> about
1: to... <laughs> um, and uh, okay, so William, uh, This he cubby continues. is for boots, and this Will cubby says... is for gloves,
0: and this cubby is for uh, scotch.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Will says he gets we get the patented Larry look here. Mm. I love any episode that he does this in. Come guy, he gives it to Leon, the only man I trust to teach me how to get in that ass, and the fucking asshole is obviously the waiter. Mm. Yes.
0: So uh, this is what is it? It's the ninth episode where we've had a Larry's stare.
1: Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about the stare. But yes. Yeah, and it was, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a double. Yeah, it was a at double 20, stare. Yeah, I
0: like I keep. Uh, I keep the timestamp so that if anyone wants to go back and find every stair, they can find it.
1: Yeah, we should make like a supercut mm. when we're done.
0: Yeah, uh, that probably already exists. In fact, I'm certain right. it exists.
1: Yeah, it probably does. Um, okay, so uh, Zach Brooks says last week a TJ Maxx reference, this week Cha Cha references Ross.
0: Mm. True. Now, Ross is in, in the world of Seinfeld that was owned by the Rosses, right? What do you mean? Like the like the Rosses, like George's uh, would have been in laws.
1: Oh, they own they they owned it. I didn't know that.
0: Well, they own a clothing store. Remember where he has the the mannequin
1: and then the uh, right, the right, menu. right, right.
0: So is that is that a different Rosses?
1: I guess it's I don't know different Rosses. Yeah, I'm not sure if that, I didn't know if that's like a famous thing or something.
0: Well, because yeah, because Ross is the name of a real store also. So I'm choosing uh-huh. to believe that in the world of Curb, also it's owned by uh, Susan Ross's uh, family.
1: So they own a chain that has they have uh, one in New York and one in L. LA. <laughs> I. <guess> so, yeah,
0: <laughs> could be. No,
1: Ross is like a chain of like like discount clothing, isn't it? I'm not sure.
0: I, I think it's regional because, yeah, I grew up. We had TJ Mask in Minnesota in
1: the Midwest. Yeah, we have TJ Maxx here, but I don't know if we always had it. Yeah, let's find but, out you know, we, we have uh,
0: where there is one thousand four hundred and eighty three Rosses in thirty seven states covering much of the country, but no presence in New England, New York, northern New oh, Jersey there you go. or areas of the Midwest.
1: There you go. All right. Yeah. Fair. I don't, I don't feel so stupid now. Yeah.
0: So we don't have it. You know, you know what I recognize? I'm looking at the logo. I recognize it from like Florida where my in-laws live. But yeah, but they don't have it in New England, New York or New Jersey and they don't have it in uh, Minnesota. So
1: yeah. Oh, So it's like uh, it's like Century 21? Like no, thing. I
0: think it's more like TJ's. I think it's like cheaper. cheaper Cent- okay. Century 21 is like fancier stuff, isn't it? A little bit.
1: Yeah, it's like Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren yeah. shirts I mean, for 20 bucks or whatever.
0: Ross, the building says in big letters, Ross dressed for less. So
1: dress for less. Okay. Yeah. Although
0: TJ Max, TJ mask, PJ masks, TJ mask, Max, (laughs) not doing this also has, it has like good brands. It's just they're like discounted. Yeah. Yeah. I spent, I spent many days at uh, TJ Max
1: in my youth. Yeah. So, um, Zach says, I I thought this was. I thought this was a funny episode, but the what are you wearing line could have been written to Larry putting his foot in his mouth in a more realistic way. Why did she ask what she was wearing? Good question, Zach. Yeah. What could he have asked instead that could have worked? Mm. Well, nothing would have worked to get the result of her thinking that he's a pervert. So. Uh, Classically. Yeah. I mean, the moaning
0: does it. But yeah, but I guess you need a little more than that.
1: Yeah, classic Leon telling Larry to get in that ass, but the anti-Semitic skinhead guy was kind of non- of a non sequitur. He gives it three and a half pretties out of five.
0: Yeah, I think, it, I mean, it could have been some other euphemism where he's like complaining to himself and he's like about his hand and he's like, it's so hard right now or, or something like, or, or I don't know, something like, something like that. But yeah. trying to think of spur of the moment.
1: Yep. Um, final email comes from Olin Allen and he says, sorry, it took me so long to email. I just had to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> Larry, like his alter ego, George Costanza is a man for whom the bathroom is sacrosanct. And and yes. Yes. And I can really imagine how his habits are under scrutiny. Mm -hmm. Nice to see Seth Morris preparing for one of my favorite earliest podcast characters, Bob Duca, by just listing a series of medical issues. Oh,
0: so Olin knows. Yeah. The Seth Morris character as well. He's he's on a lot of podcasts, comedy podcasts, I think also.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Larry does seem to be quickly in Susie's good book as well. After the school debacle fun to have them on the same side, but still bickering. I agree with that. I generally, I really like when Larry and Susie are on the know, same side. Nice to, yeah. It's yeah. like, obviously you love when Susie goes crazy at him, but it's like, it's fun when they're friends. Yeah. It
0: never lasts for a long time,
1: but yeah, <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Uh, so he as well gives it 3.5 out of five. So it seems like the listeners on, on a whole were much higher in the episode than we were, yeah. um, but that's, know, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, and for the, uh, he says the fucking asshole of the week is the waiter. So yeah, that seems like that was unanimous. Uh, not letting Oscar get some nice dinner and like with the food and for the come with guy, he goes with Leon as well. So we'll we'll say that was also basically unanimous, except I decided to just give it to Richard Lewis for some reason. Uh, Looking out for Larry from any hint, someone having any possibility of being anti-Semitic and homophobic towards Larry.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Leon's a good friend. Is that the end of Olin's email?
1: That is the end of Olin's email. All
0: right. Well, next week we have the freak book. Uh, Larry is obsessed with a book about freaks. A drunk limo driver will create trouble for Larry and his new buddy, John McEnroe. Uh, the Davids, the Greens, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen uh, all have a plan to be buried together. Uh, on, on We in my family, there was a whole... Uh, about who was gonna be buried with who, so I uh, probably should discuss it, but I probably end up will be discussing it next
1: week. <laughs> yeah, I, I we, ha- we had we had out with my wife's family. I th- i've i told this story already on the podcast where they like they had the wrong burial yeah. plot, and it was a whole disaster. In fact, I think
0: I told my story also, so yeah. Um, so well, you come, yeah. tune in next week, you'll hear stories <laughs> that you've already heard. Yeah, I, th- I think the conclusion we had last time is it doesn't really matter, right?
1: It certainly doesn't matter because the dead yeah. person is dead, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, by the way, the freak book is uh on one ranking i see it's the number four episode of all time that was going to la weekly but according to the ringer.com when they ranked every episode of curb they ranked the freak book number one the very 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 best episode of the show ever and vulture of course because vulture ranked it as the fourth worst episode ever
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's awesome yeah. because it's like not nice to freaks exactly. I, I,
0: I guess i'm looking they have the five wood as a bottom episode and that's pretty high in our rankings they have the massage pretty uh yes yeah, so i'm not really sure what they're uh yeah, they got they got some
1: interesting motivations there. What else they uh they really hate they hated the group. They just, yeah they rank episodes in terms of wokeness basically.
0: Yeah, but not even consistently. I don't know. Um, they they hate the rat dog. They have the rat dog even one slot lower than the freak book. So listen, turn in next week, and you'll tell us who's right. Is it the ringer or vulture? Is this episode pretty good? Is it pretty pretty good or is it? Day, pretty pretty pretty. pretty.
1: All right, that was good. Yeah, All nice right. year, it worked that time. Yeah. <laughs>